Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Hotline League. It is a banger episode. You know, all those previous episodes, they've been terrible, but this one's going to be amazing because it is Star Guardian Week on Hotline League. That's right. We're thieving the whole episode Star Guardian. Uh, there's going to be lots of friendship and stars. And I, what is like, what happens to Star Guardian, Mark? Uh, I don't pay attention. I fucking slam that shit just like I do in Genshin Impact. I, I like, uh, I think like uh, Rakan died or they forgot about. Uh, Aren't you super into Zaya. like anime and stuff? Yeah, this is. I don't know. It's not like I'm watching anime when I, I want. When I want to slam Arams, I don't care. I just want to unlock things. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm a I space bar masher in all games unless it's actually a story driven game. Great. All right. Well, let's start off by introducing my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How you been, Mark? Good, great. Been watching TV and stuff as always. I watched a great movie called Not Okay. A surprising number of critics online have completely missed the point of that movie and think it's about social media when it's not. Um, and if you think it's about social media, you are probably a doofus. Uh, and I was also watching Paper Girls, which is uh, also a banger. Nice. Was there anything else that you finished this week as a show? Was there? Any finales for any shows? Players! Hey, that's right. Are we going to record uh, a review tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, or... yeah let's yeah, do okay. it. We should finally do it. We, we we failed. And people have been angry. They've been tweeting at me uh, about how we yeah. haven't been doing it. So we need to yeah, do yeah. it. Uh, it's just we've had a hard time getting time for it. But we will be doing that. Uh, so stay tuned for our players review coming out this week. A uh, quick shout out to Alienware and Grubhub for sponsoring the show. We'll talk more about them later on. But without further ado, let me introduce this week's guest, which is none other than Bwipo, fresh off of the LCS broadcast. Uh, how's it going, Bwipo? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm doing doing good. It's good to have you on. I'm glad you were able to make it. Uh, it's already We've had a string of really great player guests uh, over the past couple of weeks, so you have a lot to live up to is what I'm getting at. You have to make sure that you don't. You're, you're going to be <laughs> compared to, to all of these folks. So. All right. Yeah. Uh, no, but how how's things been for you? I mean, obviously, summer split I know is not probably going the way that you guys want it to go. You're you're tied for third, technically speaking, but I know you've got a lot of one and ones lately. But I don't know how are you doing otherwise? Uh pretty good. I mean, obviously the results aren't what we want or expected. Um, I think that's the roughest part. But uh, otherwise, I'm doing very well. TL takes great care of me, and I'm very happy here. So, um, yeah, just having a really good time. What was it like being on the LCS broadcast this weekend? Was it was the fun. worst part talking to the analysts? No, it wasn't. Uh, I, I don't Travis, mind. At you all. know that was was last weekend, right? I think you're no. confused. You're right. I am confused. No, no, no. That was last weekend. No, 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 no. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We had we. I, that's why I hit Whippo. It's all merging together now. I hit up TL because Whippo was on, and then Fudge was on this weekend. But they both yes. interviewed each other both weekends, and that is why I got this all mixed up in my head. Makes sense. That, but that I stand by my question, which was, was the worst part of being on the LCS broadcast working with the analysts? Uh, it wasn't. No. Okay. Uh, I actually don't have a worst part, if I were to answer. Uh, everyone was very pleasant, and I had a great time. Don't believe it. So, something's got to be the worst. Even if it's all 9 out of 10. I, I just don't know, which, I don't know what it was. Like, I didn't think about it. You know, after that experience, I wasn't thinking to myself, like, damn, I need to pick out the worst out of all of this. Wow. That, that was not, not an... What was yeah, the best part of it then? Uh, best part of it? Um, 
Hmm. Let me think. I it think was all the same. More fun than analysis. I think casting is more fun than analysis because you get to talk about the game rather than spin narratives, which I get is necessary to keep people engaged. But I'm not a huge narrative guy. I'm 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 very much the type of guy that's like, you show up on the day, you talk about what what happened on the day, and then you move on. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter. It's the past doesn't matter. The future doesn't matter. What happens is that moment, and that's what matters. Uh, that's what I believe in. Yes. Yes. Okay. I appreciate it. That's good. Uh, no, I, I mean, it's, I think it's been really cool to see the players on the broadcast over the past couple of weeks. You obviously did a great job that weekend. I feel like a lot of people, uh, were excited. Did it make you ever think about like a, a broadcast life post professional play? Well, yeah, it's an option I'm considering. Um, uh, it's not something that I want to have to consider, but it's something <laughs> yeah. that's always in the back of my mind. Look, you know, maybe uh, when you're 40, okay. Legends, I'm not saying it's anytime <laughs> soon, but uh, far, yeah, far, far yeah. into the future. Yeah, basically, uh, 100%. I love League of Legends, uh, the game. You know, I still enjoy playing it every day. Um, sometimes it can be frustrating, but so is every game, right? Yeah. And um, as long as I have an opportunity to do something in League of Legends in the future, I'll be a happy person. Yeah. No, I get it. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I think, obviously, after this weekend, I feel like a lot of people, or last weekend, a lot of people would feel like uh, you did a you did a great job and would blend well, especially the cast. I really enjoyed. I thought it was fantastic. So, thank you. Um, I appreciate that, Mark. I know, but yes. I know. Obviously, we've got some callers. But is there anything you want to talk to Whippo about before we get into kind of the the week's topics? I mean, I have a lot of questions about <laughs> obviously Team Liquid. I, I, I'm sure we'll get a lot of conversation about Team Liquid from callers and stuff. Um, on a personal level. I've been trying to do a better job of like asking what people do for fun and stuff like that. What's like a, I mean, obviously you're here on your day off, but what's like a whippo? I got the day free. I'm going to go do something, you know, like, what do you do? I mean, for me is relieving stress is the most important part of an off day. And the way I do that is by not doing anything at all. <laughs> like not, not feeling the pressure to do anything is, is the best way for me to relieve stress. And, you know, uh, I just want to be able to just sit down in my chair on my computer and just, you know, uh, click on whatever I feel like. You know, it doesn't have to be the League of Legends client. It can be a YouTube video. It can be a Twitch stream. It can be, you know, like the good old days. Uh, yeah. When you, ha you had no responsibilities, you sit on your PC, like ask yourself the question, what would you have done there? And that's basically what I do. You know, if I feel like firing up a different game, I do that. Uh, very rarely, I don't play any other game, but I'm thinking of like, for example, TFT or uh, Hearthstone, like just, you know, I call them non-committal games in the sense that you don't have to commit an obscene amount of time to get good at them. <laughs> you can just be average and still have fun. I feel like a lot of games nowadays you have to be very good at in order to have fun. Like I, I don't, I can't see myself playing Valorant, for example, and having fun. On, I'm actually yeah. good at the game. Yeah. Are uh, you, I, feel, are you, I feel the same way. I don't play most multi yeah. online games anymore or multiplayer games because I'm like, yeah. I can't enjoy being shit. And so I need to like hit a baseline level go. of, and then you're like, I don't want to put the time in. So then you don't do it at all. Are you playing uh, much so TFT this set? Uh, I haven't played much, but um, uh, more than nothing, yeah, I have a good understanding of, of, of that. Uh, I've been following. I enjoy watching TFT streams. Uh, and other than that, and obviously I have a significant other, so I spend time with her. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's still, that's, that's still a part of uh, my free time, of course. No, I, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, sometimes it's just, I know you guys get such little free time, and I don't think a lot of fans understand how little time you guys have to actually chill especially during the regular season so i think it's it's nice that you guys are 
or that you're you're figuring out a way to like just make sure that your free time that you do have is is quite nice uh do you watch any shows in particular is there any mark always likes to start the show by giving us the rundown of what he's been watching and you asked me about it so i always answer it's his obsession he can't start the show yeah. without that um so i'm i'm curious if you have anything that you've been watching lately or that you really like um we've been watching by x family um mm, i think call. it's really funny it's really cute uh i think it's uh it's it's been very pleasant so far i was waiting uh for opportunities to watch it with my partner and uh, we've both very much loved it so far so that's really nice I uh, I've heard a lot of people talking about that. It is yep. definitely an anime. Maybe. Uh, what do you think about Rent a Girlfriend? Did you see I this? I, I did not watch it. No. Okay, so I haven't watched it either. But like, uh, we started like doing these player cards, like get to know a pro. And uh, mm -hmm. one of the questions that we asked, I don't know if you saw these, was like, you know, what's your favorite anime? And Philip mm -hmm. on FlyQuest answered, and he said, Rent a Girlfriend. And then in the post-match thread, that's all anyone was talking. The number one upvoted comment is how they're glad that FlyQuest lost because Philip's favorite anime is Rent-A-Girlfriend. And everyone's like, I was a FlyQuest fan, now it's gone. I didn't know if you, anyone else had seen it. Uh, no, I haven't. So I can't comment on that, but I think that's absolutely hilarious. It Did goes you look to show it up? poor taste. It goes, <laughs> further than, it goes further than you expect. Mark, did you look it up? Uh, I didn't look it up, but like I, I had seen it on Crunchyroll like scrolling around. I just assumed it's like... A harem-esque anime. I mean, there's some pretty D-Gen stuff out there. Ooh. Ashley likes her fair share of D-Gen stuff. You know, she's watching High School of the Elite right now, which it's like, it's got a, a plot that's pretty interesting as well, but it's also fan servicey. you know. I'm waiting to see if one of the pro players can slip through like a very uh, adult anime. I feel like that would be hilarious because I don't, I would imagine, <laughs> I would not be surprised if the person who's collecting those cards and those answers doesn't watch anime and just like types them in like i don't know if anyone's oh, doing what's any that hentai one uh bible black or something that was like a fucking isn't that isn't that maybe i'm the only know, one who knows this i don't, watch, just out I don't of watch myself as being a weirdo but... uh no pico oh no <laughs> uh but yeah i feel like a, a, a bold pro player move should be to try to see if they can sneak past it, something from it the It would centers. absolutely work. The only people who would catch that shit, I'm pretty sure, are Emily or I. I think we're the only two weebs enough to notice. Yeah. Somebody Probably. needs to sneak it by. And then just see what you can get past the LCS sensors, I think, on those player cards. is a good idea. Uh, anyway, okay. So uh, there's obviously our little catch-up with Bwipo, but also there's some news that has hit this past week, uh, or at least some some things to talk about, right? Which is, uh, we've only got one. So one, Mark, I, Jat said this on the broadcast and it took me a moment to like realize it because there's almost always nine weeks of the LCS, but because they took the week off this split, there's only two more weeks. I kept being like, oh, we're in week six. There's three more weeks. There's actually only two more weeks left of the LCS, which is insane to me. Um, before we get into the non-regular season playoffs or whatever. Uh, so that that just instilled a bit of panic in me as I realized how close we are to a bunch of stuff. I think, yeah, I, I think, like, I don't know if it feels the same way that Bwipo is a player, but, like, the gap week, I think, actually helped a lot with the doldrums, combined with the fact that it's one week shorter than last split. Like, week six, which is what just happened, doesn't feel like the typical week six, where I think, like, fans and us on the broadcast at least start feeling burnt out, like, oh, God, this team... How do we tell their story? You know, it's like they've been like 
mid, you know, like how can, how can we make this an exciting game between like seventh and eighth place in the LCS or something? And like, I don't, I don't feel like we've had that problem this split. I don't know if it, if it also feels more enjoyable at this part of the season for you, Blippo. Um, I mean, the thing that I find is that the week gave teams that are at the bottom of the standings a little bit more, you know, fire under their ass, if you will, you know, gave them <laughs> a chance to, you know, start to get going. Um, I think Immortals actually used it the best. I actually think that they look much, much better uh, coming into the second half of the split uh, as a bottom tier team, of course. Um, and actually, their games are quite interesting, even though that, you know, you often have those teams. You know, you have BDS in Europe. You have still Dig here, in my personal opinion, especially with the fact that they basically blew up their roster and sold River, which was the player to watch on that team. So I wouldn't say that there's no offenders of the, I have no idea what to say here. <laughs> Um, issue that sometimes the broadcast has, but um, it's definitely that the fact that there's only two teams that I can think of in both leagues is a good is a good sign. Yeah, I know. I'm glad that you brought up the river stuff because that is one of the the conversation points I think this week. Maybe if somebody wants to call in with an opinion about Golden Guardians or about Dignitas or River or anything like that, that would be good. Uh, we always have the continuing conversation around TSM. Uh, Immortals stuff is is pretty wild, as you mentioned. I don't know what their chances are. Mark, how likely are is it that they can sneak into playoffs at this point in time? Because there's only five games left, but they're one game behind everybody. So, uh, I think it's pretty easy, or not easy, but like it's not unlikely given yeah. that um, eight teams make it in, and like they just beat Golden Guardians, who looked pretty terrible this weekend. Um, Immortals is starting to look better, you know, like technically TSM is in already if like the season locked today. Are they? Yeah. It's, do you know it's eight, right? Do you know how playoffs works? Yes, I do know. But it's just, it's funny because if, if TSM's in with four wins, I don't know how easy it is for Immortals to get in with three. You see what I'm saying? No. They're one game back, and there's five games to play. What? Yeah, yeah, but you've already <laughs> said that TSM's technically in, and so if the if no, so if it ended today, it would, it would they would be in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sorry, I misunderstood what you were saying. I I didn't you I thought you were saying like they're tech. You said they're technically in, and then you said if they ended today, and I was like technically in. That's very confusing to me. We figured it out. I'm very happy. Anyway, uh, we've got a situation where CLG is tied for third, uh, which is fascinating to me. They're tied with Team Liquid. Uh, is that does that make t being tied for third feel worse, Whippo? That CLG's up there with you guys tied. Well, I mean, tied for third equals fourth, so I think we did a great job. <laughs> well, there's three of you that are tied for third, so it could also be fifth. Damn. Yeah. I, Wait, I, I haven't looked at the standings. I'm not a I'm not a believer in standings if you're not top two. So like I I was just like I don't believe we're top two. So I'm like I haven't even looked at the standings. Yeah. All I care about is the next week trying to win. I feel so, like if you were bottom two and not making two. into playoffs, you would definitely be a believer in standings. Um, so it's maybe top two yeah. and bottom two. No, I agree with be... that. I, 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 you do have to make the playoffs. That is, <laughs> I, I, I will reiterate, you do have to make the playoffs. But once you're in, I feel like, you know, it's do or die either way. Uh, I wish I, I wish we knew that Bwipo didn't pay attention to standings. We could have just like gaslit him and be like, yeah, you guys are seventh right now. Don't, don't you know? <laughs> yeah. I would actually have double check. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, how does it feel to be on the verge of not making it into playoffs? Are you panicking right now? You guys are four hope, and twelve. I hope, <laughs> I hope we don't have that conversation next. Week. Oh God. Okay. 
Um, so we can obviously talk. I think there's a pretty decent conversation to be had around the CLG stuff. I also just think I, I might have said this last week, but I want to give hats off again to the broadcast because I continue to feel like it's doing really well. I've been feeling really optimistic about LCS lately as a product. So I think, you know, viewership is a lagging indicator of, of quality in some sense, but I'm hopeful that things start to take back off uh, again soon. Is there anything that I'm forgetting, Mark, or Twitch chat uh, for conversation topics for this week? Any, I have not else? seen anyone bring it up yet, so I'm going to try and bully a viewer to bring this topic up, Fudge's top lane ranking. We have Whippo on now, so we can p compare his thoughts on it. And uh, no one, no one's talking about it. Where can we find that? Uh, it was on the broadcast. I know it was on the broadcast. I'm saying for the purposes of the show, speaking to it, since it not was, all of us memorized it from the broadcast, all 10 players, <laughs> perhaps it would be good uh, to have it. It was on Saturday, I think before the third game of the day. Did the uh, LCS account tweet it out? Uh, they might have tweeted it out. I would hope someone. Yeah. I would hope someone tweeted it out. Yes, uh, I'll, I'll try and find it so that I, it would be even better if whoever's calling in can just have the list ready to go, I, so I don't have to find it right now. Yeah, that would be great. That's your mission. If you guys, if everybody's always trying to get on the show, they're like, oh, I've tried. We can, now that people are back at the audio or at the LCS, people come up to Mark and I, and they're like, I listen to the show every week, and then I'm like, <laughs> have you ever been on? And they're like, I've tried. Um, and I <laughs> feel very bad in that moment. So, so we're gonna here's a freebie. You know, try to get on the show with a uh, conversation about uh, you know. I think we promised like three or four people in person. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We'll we'll definitely take you. Right. And then no fucking way, yes. idiots. Yes. Um. So oh, there's some Project L news that dropped today. I don't know if we're, we I haven't watched Man. the video yet, but me neither. That's a thing. And know? then. Uh, misfits. I I don't think we need to spend too much time talking about the misfits stuff, but I'm just curious, Bipo, what's been your reaction to seeing misfits potentially leaving the LEC? Are you bummed? Are you sad? Do you care? What's your your take? But yeah, I, I'm, I'm I don't care. Like it's whatever. Like I don't I don't not care. It's like oh okay cool, and it's like oh we'll see how. I guess I'll be bummed if Misfits leaves and then a worse org comes in and I'll be happy if a better org comes in because I feel like Misfits was very much a middle of the pack org where it's like they didn't do anything special but it, they weren't lagging behind and it's like they, you know, they used rookie talent for a very long time. Uh, at least now, at least it feels like a very long time to me. It's been a few, uh, I'm trying to think here, how long has it been since I've started fielding rookie talent? 2019, I guess, right? 2020? been three years since then so if you think about it uh, you know yeah. they've tried their best to, to develop rookies and i think they've succeeded in in in, in some cases uh more often than not they didn't but you know they were playoff contenders like i think they've made playoffs the majority of splits that i remember and uh, that's still something to be proud of in my opinion well regardless i guess uh folks can tune into awesome lec shows to figure it out revenge just subbed and in all caps said wow travis I don't know what he's upset about, but uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, one thing I want to mention, which I might I don't have think he's a, upset. I might have a rough cut. Oh, he said Whippo. Great guest. Okay. This is what I meant. Fantastic. All right. Um, regardless, uh, one thing I do want to mention is that I did a little bit of a, a different piece of content this past week um, at the LCS. I did something called... LCS surprise test, a completely original concept that I came up with, 
where I surprised pro players with a test that they aren't expecting, and we see how they do. We compare them against each other. I feel like it's something that the LCS could really use, and hopefully other leagues are able to pick up. But uh, I've just been informed just now that version 1 is exporting right now. So hopefully after Hotline League, if you guys stick around, maybe we'll do a little bit of a preview of the, the first version. You guys can give me feedback on the rough cut. Uh, but no, shout out, okay. shout out to Shaka and the LEC crew for making a really cool piece of content. I want to see if I can steal it. But uh, the great thing is that the first episode is about geography. And boy, do pro players not know where anything is. Uh, anyway, that's the tease. Mark, <laughs> did you, start did you do Whippo? No, no, Whippo's not in that one. Well, North American geography, I'm really bad. I, I, I don't know anything because I, I actually didn't learn it in school. Uh, I didn't get there. I dropped out before we cared about America, if you will. Uh, no <laughs> but my European geography is not that bad. My European geography, like the, the center of Europe, I have a good idea. Of what... Yeah, I mean, I... I don't blame you not knowing American states or anything like that. But I do have to ask: Do you know what California looks like? Like, could you like give an outline roughly if if you were forced to? Oh, you cut out. What was that? I think so, yeah. I, okay. I think I, I would be able to roughly, you know, like nothing special, but a, a general idea. Like the how uh, long it is, if you will, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, Pretty but it's, yeah. I, the, the shape of it, I know. Not how long it is, but the shape of it. Gotcha. Okay, uh, revenge is in it though. <laughs> so for people that want to see revenge, they can they can check that out. Um, maybe afterwards, I'll I'll ask my editor if it's in a good enough place for me to show the rough cut on stream. Um, either way, Mark, is it time to grab callers? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Off Mark goes to grab our first caller. Some shout out to some subs. Where are we? Uh, Adsev, Sakovitz, Nine Mile, ArshG, That Baked Potato, Photo LOL, Aldrena Orange, uh, Jammin TST, T Punisher, uh, Acarn, Zypher, Prostar, Shonatonin, 47 months harry nguyen mart life cyber healer bernie's left nut inuber oh inuber for 18 months revenge for three months and then rico suave with the 47 zypher is here zypher where are you calling from i'm calling from chicago illinois chicago are you going to oh. summer finals yes i am do you think Bwipo is going to summer finals <laughs> uh the hope is that i get to see Bwipo. yes i would okay. like to meet him okay the, the hope for everybody that. on the call, I think. Um, I, yeah. I'd love to see TL make it. Uh, but, Zypher, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so, Travis, you just touched on it, uh, the whole Misfits selling their LEC slot. Um, you talked about it on uh, Rift Reaction, but possibly them buying an LCS slot with the money from the sale. Yes. I did talk about that as a, as a off-the-wall theory that had no... I, I caveated that I don't think that that was... That was a thing that I had heard at all. But uh, it was just like a fun thought experiment. Apologies. I pulled you for the question for Bwipo, not the, uh, the, oh, the risk we, reaction. We sorry. sorry. Yes, we didn't discuss. I should have um, clarified. That's yes. my bad. Also, so then I also had a question for Bwipo. Um, Bwipo, what's the difference between playing in NA for Team Liquid compared to playing in the LEC for Fnatic? Like, what's the, di the core difference between NA and EU? Um... That's a good question. I mean, it's it's hard to put my finger on it because um, I don't think there's like a huge difference in in terms of like 
I think the competition's similar. You know, you're still playing the same game. <laughs> but I think that people are a lot more passive-aggressive in Europe, if you will. And here, things get hidden more, I guess. It's like, let's put it this way. A great, a great thought that came to mind. It happened that I compared it, but it was like, in Europe, if there was a champion that people didn't like, it would be like, you go into a draft meeting and someone's like, oh, I can pick this champion here. And then immediately you have someone go like, is there any chance we can pick something else? And you just know, ah, <laughs> this guy absolutely hates that idea. You know, like he hates playing with the champion. And and generally speaking, like during scrims and stuff, this would happen as well. And I feel like at least here in the oh, that doesn't really happen. People are more open about, ah, I don't like this champion for X and Y reason. Maybe this still happens in other teams, but this is something that um, I realized quite quickly. Um, and I guess that's the biggest difference um, from what I can tell in terms of actual gameplay, uh, for me at least. Um, Coming into Fnatic in 2018, I did a lot of listening in Spring Split because I was a like I was a rookie. I came in. All I really tried to accomplish was to listen to my teammates and see what they wanted to accomplish. So, um, you know, I would I would watch Hilly play, watch Caps play, watch Reckless play, watch Broxa play, uh, watch Sawas play. Even I was just listening, trying to figure out like what 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 looks like a good game for my team. Like what are they happy with? during the game when their top laner does X or Y, when their jungler does this or that. And something that I learned is it made Hillisang very happy when uh, people would group around him in the mid game, around mid lane, because then he could uh, hard force initiation on, on the mid wave. He was very good at that as well. So it paid off when that happened. So a lot of my gameplay actually revolved around that. And the biggest difference between me playing in Fnatic and me playing in Team Liquid is I haven't really found uh, someone um, with such a strong opinion of how the game should be played. And like, if you don't follow him, he's going to run it down. <laughs> it's like, it's, well, it's his way or the highway, if that makes sense. Um, and I really respected that because that was some, something that resonated with me. I also agreed with him how to play the game and I, I pushed for the same ideas. You know, when he was uh, going on the midway of doing his crazy stuff, uh, I was always there with him. And, and, and when it looked bad, we looked back together because, you know, we both believed in that, that that was the way to win. And um, I fully believe that's one of the reasons why in Best of Ones we we surprised the hell out of some Asians. Um, because, you know, we would not stop. Uh, it doesn't matter if we're behind 2 or 3k gold. We're still going to be on some midwave at some point and murder some people somewhere. Uh, especially if you don't have flash. And um, I don't think we've I've found such a simple but effective formula uh, here in TL. And uh, that's something that I'm actively trying to, to pursue. It's funny uh, to hear I that... Like the passive aggressive stuff feels different, or the feedback stuff feels different in NA because three of the other four players on your team are from Europe, and so I would have thought maybe it's it's a thing where over time they've been transformed to the NA way of thinking. But uh, I mean, well, Santorin and Soren, uh, or Lucas yeah. and Soren, have been here for a very long time. I, I think uh, obviously there was a split in 2018 where uh, Santorin was playing in H2K, I believe. Um, I think that happened. Santorin, sure. Santorin started in EU, Spring. came to NA, and then went back to EU, but I think the vast majority of his career has been NA. Yeah, uh, I think that's how it is. But either way, like they're also mature players, so they're, they're not inclined to do that, so it is different. You have to understand, like, um, you understand that that's not the best way to communicate after a certain point. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, just for some people, this is just the way they communicate most efficiently. You know, just to be passive aggressive and uh, dealing with that is a part of being a pro player. 
I'd also say that this you're not the first European player to say this, even on Hotline League, I'm pretty sure. I've heard this a couple of times about how like in EU, people are just far more blunt and it just doesn't seem to bother them the way it might in NA or if that people, like you said, just prefer to be less direct with their opinions. Um, and it's definitely something I feel like has been, been talked about a lot that like in, in Europe, if there's conflict with a team, like it will come to a head pretty naturally. Whereas sometimes in NA it festers and like takes a bit to like get actually resolved. Um, do, do you feel like that's, you said like competitively it doesn't feel that different. Like, do you think that's one of the reasons? Cause I think anytime anyone has successful EU player come to North America, there's always a like, what's different? What are they doing right over there? You know, uh, I don't know if, if you felt like that had a, a big impact yeah. on performance or if it's just a difference. I mean, it has a big impact on best of ones. I'll tell you that much, right? Uh, it's one of the reasons why I think uh, NA like, in EU, it's like you go to Worlds, like, it's really simple. You go through a Worlds bootcamp, at the end of it, like, people have been put in their place by their own teammates, if that makes sense, you know? <laughs> like, if I'm, if I'm jungling against the Worlds best, and uh, back in, like, last year, for example, and, 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 you know, I'm performing, and then I notice someone else on my team is not performing, then it's like, bro, you know, we're going to draft for me, right? Yeah, we're good, cool, yeah, good. You know, like, that's how it is. Um, I don't know how it's going to be. Um, I don't know how it's going to be, assuming we make it, which I'm very confident that we will. I haven't missed the Worlds, and I think the conditions that we were in last last year were far worse than the ones I have right now, um, my personal opinion. That means that, you know, I feel very confident that we're going to make it. Um, it's just the way it is, you know, back in 2018 at Worlds 2, it was pretty simple. It was like, look, we look at our options. In fact, there was a point where I even tried playing bot lane scrims in 2018 Worlds. It was not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting rolled, and it was just really quick, like, okay, we need Reckless, you know, like, Reckless has to play 100%, and then, between me and Soaz, we're still determining, but um, I think, in the end, um, my performance on Aatrox and Urgot was, generally speaking, better than uh, Soaz, and these champions were really broken. So, the, the, like, it was, it was just a mutual agreement of, like, we need the best performing players on those picks to play. That's just the way it is, like... End of story. It's not a discussion. There's no, you know, energy wasted in, in, in even sure coding it. You know, it's just like everyone's agrees. We just have to win. There's. Um, th oh, go ahead. Sorry. And yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. I, well, I was just gonna ask. There's been kind of a prevailing thing over the years of people talking about like NA culture being too lazy or too passive or people like. There was even a call that we had or like a Reddit thread or something like that back. Do you remember this, this mark in maybe 2018 or 2019 where people were like, oh, the players in LCS just get too caught up in like L.A. celebrity culture and <laughs> Hollywood culture and all this stuff. Anyway, I, obviously, I don't think that you guys are going out and partying with celebs every night. But uh, do you feel like there is a, a cultural difference in terms of like grinding and life balance and all that stuff coming to N.A. and competing in the LCS? Not really for me. Uh, I've, I've, I've maintained it's a very similar schedule uh, as to what I would in Europe, which which is controversial. Like I said, like uh, for me, uh, and this is me personally, like depending on what you're trying to get out of me as a player, you're going to see a very drastic difference in practice schedule. Um, you know, for me, consistency means playing very little um, because the habits that I build when I play a lot uh, always include contesting the opponent. You know, like when I'm playing a lot of League of Legends and um, I'm always playing, I contest people all the time in solo queue. I contest people all the time in, you know, Champions queue, scrims, it doesn't matter. 
Uh, consistency for me is built by staying away from taking risks. Whereas I, it's something that I do very naturally when I'm playing a lot. So that's why you'll notice at the start of this split, I played very little. And I, I try to be very consistent in my champion picks, and very consistent in, in how I played, and very few risks. Whereas as, as of right now, I think halfway through the split, I feel like I want to be able to, you know, mix and match, see what's best for my team. And I've been trying to, you know, take a few more risks and I guess go more to what used to work for me, being a bit uh, of a spicier player, if you will. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Hey, Zypher, do you feel like uh, Bwipo answered your question? Yes, he answered it. Awesome. Well, hey, awesome. is there anything I... that you want to shout out before we go on to a quick break? Uh, shout outs to Alienware, shout outs to Grubhub, um, and shout outs to players. Amazing series. Definitely not talked about enough. Agreed. Thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Um, minor correction. I, I realize I, f I flipped. Twitch chat called me out that I flipped who I said was being more passive aggressive, EU or NA, which I think is interesting because. That means I've heard the opposite before. I guess Wait, it depends on your teammates. I've heard NA is more passive aggressive. Were you saying that's what I had heard? And that Twitch oh, chat no. said that I got it wrong, and Bwipo was saying that his EU team. That's not my experience. But I've only been on, on this team. Like people are generally that time. Hmm. People deal with their frustrations personally. I feel like in our team, like if something bothers them, they'll just uh, deal with it themselves and then come back to say. <laughs> um, that's just like that's just my personal experience. Um, playing on the team right now um whereas on other teams like very much more you know you could feel the tension much earlier let's put it that way because obviously uh in, in every team tension will start to build when you get the playoffs you make it the playoffs you know you're in that hotel room you know because obviously you're going to an event you're in a hotel room you're screaming the scrims don't go well that's when shit <laughs> fun it always does um it's always in the hotel rooms gentle ladies and gentlemen it really gets it really gets rough in those when you're, you're all you know you've been together for you know a day or two you've been scrimming in the same room sitting next to each other for 14 hours um that's when really you know it gets heated but uh generally speaking i feel like at least in this team i think people are much more yeah know, composed than in my prior teams uh, funnily enough i am too <laughs> like when i was in in europe like i I had my moments where I got really angry, um, and I haven't had that yet. Actually, I had that uh, yesterday. Probably. Oh shit! <laughs> Wait, where you yes. were really angry? Really, yeah, yeah, there was something I was really passionate about. It's not necessarily about like anger. It's just more like you're very passionate about something, and you really feel like you have to do this to win. So you like, you get that point across the best you can. It's like we have to do this. We have to play to, you know, in in this certain way. Like, or I, I expect this from you. You need to be able to provide this and do this. Uh, and I think that um, in Europe, expectations are being put uh, more clearly on average, I would say. Like, at least on this team, I think expectations of our players, uh, both from the players and the staff, has, is something that we can work on and is something that we have identified and are working on. Just uh, It took a little bit too long. I think in Europe that it happens much more naturally where it's like from scrims already, you know, it's it's mm -hmm. basically determined who's going to be who's going to be the dog and who's going to follow. You know, like if you look at any like any team I've been a part of, at least it's been very clear. We've had a very clear hierarchy from start to finish, pretty much. All the teams have played on Infinitic. Quick, I think that hasn't happened. Quick uh, question. Deal here. Quick, quick question for you: Was the squad were the squad cameras rolling when you had this very passionate moment? 
No. They usually are not. No. They no, usually they, are not. Europe, this is Europe, what we Europe, need. They weren't either. Oh, Team of course, Liquid. That's what everyone wants to see, but like, it's 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 it's, you know, it's also harder to to really speak your mind and say what you believe in when you know you know you're on camera. But yeah. So what you're saying is they need to hide the cameras and then put it out that way. Oh sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's that's basically what Pete did to me when I said Licorice was trash at 18, 2018 Worlds. Like I had no idea he was recording, <laughs> and I was like, dude, why is everyone hyping this guy up? He, the absolute clown. And yeah, like, then you slapped and then him I, in game. You backed two, it up though. Two weeks later. Two weeks. No, that was after the game. That's the thing. I can trust. Oh, it was after. Oh. Yes. <laughs> this was like I was like, wait, why is everyone hyping this guy up? This guy was like trolling. Like I couldn't believe it. It was so bad. And then like, that was just my like. I just came off stage. I just made it to world finals. I was off. I was on some serious dopamine, you know. Yeah. And then a week and a half later, I, I opened my Twitter and I'm getting added by a million people. Like, wow, what a disgusting attitude to have. He wins the match and he trash talks. He should have uh, trash talked before the game. And I'm just like, holy mo- like, what just happened? And then I look at the video, I'm like, Pete, you mother. God <laughs> damn it. And then I was uh, like, whatever, you know, it's whatever. I don't mind. I don't care. But obviously, like, and this is the funny thing, like, any and every team, and this is a fact, talk shit behind the scenes. There's not oh, a yes. single player. Like, there's not, like for, I'll, give you, uh, I'll give you an honest example. You know, I've chatted shit about Fudge before. No shame. Straight up. I was just like, Guys, he's trolling. What is he even trying to do? Like, I don't even know what he's trying to do. Like, that's the type of vocabulary you use, you know, to describe a play. Like, in scrims, for example, I'm just like, what the hell is that guy even smoking? What is he even trying to accomplish? I don't even know. Like, that's the type of vocabulary you use. Like, I, it's just the way it is. But if I really think about it, I do think he's a good player. It's just sometimes he does things that make me go, like, why is he even getting paid? <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure uh, other players have this about me, too, you know, where it's like they look at me and they're like, well, this guy's smartest. Like, guys are genius and then the other half of the times they're like why is this guy even getting paid yeah i mean i just say let it rip these days you know we we need the spice i feel like it's so funny because people will say that stuff all the time even like the analyst desk i mean we're not even players we shouldn't but like you just watch it sometimes and you're like oh my fucking god what was that and then like you know you're on your camera start rolling and you're like yeah that top play could have been played better i think you know Something yeah, you're gonna be VOD reviewing later. <laughs> that's the special. Because the thing is, is like <laughs> the thing about talking trash in league is um it's hard to commit to talking trash. Um because it's hard to determine how well someone will perform any given day or draft. And that's the thing, you know, like uh, all the best, like let's say the top four and LCS, top four and LC. Or even even at the bottom teams, you know, like BDS actually had some good showings against G two. You know, who knows? Imagine you're G2 and you talk trash and then they, they crap on you. Then you just look like an absolute donk. <laughs> that feels bad, you know? Like, that's not worth it. That's not worth the mental damage you're doing to yourself, you know? Uh, and it really takes thick skin to keep talking. But talking the trash. viewership really might be worth the mental damage you're doing to yourself, Whippo. And that's that's really what we're here for. Uh, I, By the way, we, we're going we're gonna to slide into an Alienware spot here. But I do want to just mention... Dokla, before he came on the show, before had said, like, had acted as though, speaking of mental damage, that watching the show gave him mental damage. And yet I consistently have seen him in the Twitch chat ever since he was on the show and he showed up again just now. And so clearly whatever happened while he was here converted him into a weekly viewer of Hotline League. And I appreciate that. So shout out to Dokla. Uh, Let's talk. Mark, you were going to say something? I was just going to say, I feel like the what happens is the only way to recover from the mental damage is to watch it be incurred upon someone else. So ah, after Whippo is finished dealing with takes from uh, Twitch chat and stuff, he'll have to watch 
whoever's next to get uh, attacked or <laughs> deal with with the community. Yeah, no, it's true. All right, let's talk about Alienware. Shout out to Alienware for sponsoring the show. So there's been an important change uh, in the nature of my partnership with Alienware. We've been working with them since the end of 2018. And for the first time ever, there's a really cool thing that has occurred. And I want to thank all of you guys for helping over the past week or, or actually week, a month and a half, I think, as I've been asking for your help on this. But officially from here on out, if you, at least if you're in North America, I don't know, it might work also outside of it. But if you go and you click the Alienware link and you make a purchase through the Alienware link on the Alienware or Dell website, my Alienware link specifically, the one that's in the YouTube link, a portion of what you purchase will now go back to Travis Gafford Industries. So this is a really cool thing that they've started to do with me um, it's been something we've been talking about doing for a while and it's a it's a really awesome thing because obviously they've given a great deal of support to us in the past but I've had people in the past that have you know people who watch the show who are uh, you know watching the interviews or whatever watching my content they want to uh, make sure that like I'm getting credit for their purchase or whatever sometimes people think that maybe I'm getting a, a cut of, of their purchase well, for the first time ever, it's official. We did the deal. It's all signed up. Everything's good. So if you are thinking about getting an Alienware PC, I am begging you. I am begging you to use my link when you do. Because it actually, if enough of you guys, we, we have some data around how many of you use my code to purchase an Alienware computer. And it's very awesome. So many of you guys do. That is actually very helpful as well at tracking this stuff. The code doesn't always work on some of their newer stuff. And so this is a really cool way where if, if enough of you guys are, that are using the code also start using the link when you purchase it, um, it could be pretty meaningful for, for Travis Catherine Industries. And you know we can invest that money into doing things like um, maybe another surprise test uh, video or some of these, these special projects that we don't always get a chance to do. So. Thank you to Alienware for making that happen. First time this has ever happened. You'll probably hear me keep talking about it for a while because I want to make sure people know to please purchase through uh, that link that's in the YouTube description. But yeah, thank you to Alienware for making this happen. It's awesome to have their support and that's a really cool, really cool program that they've started to do with me. So looking, looking forward to more of that in the future. Uh, thank you to some, speaking of some subs, uh, Rico Suave. Ari Waddle, Pride, Tan of Beast, uh, Avura, I'm Not Salty, and Fishy for the subs. Really appreciate it. Mark is grabbing the next caller right now, and he is back with the caller, who is none other, speaking of sponsors, uh, none other than Steve, who helps uh, us with the Grubhub stuff. So first off, thank you, Steve, for uh, helping to make the Grubhub sponsorship happen. But uh, let everyone know where you're calling in from. Uh, I am calling in from the suburbs of Detroit in Michigan. Suburbs of Detroit. And before anybody thinks that uh, before anybody thinks that you just have to sponsor the show to get on, Steve's actually been <laughs> watching. You've, you've watched the show for a long time, I think, before uh, our sponsorship came through, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I've been watching your show since LCS franchising started back when I worked at Five Hour when it was, you know, CLG and FlyQuest that... I was working with on sponsorships so i was like engaged in the space and your show was 
one of the gateways into League of Legends for me. To, to counter awesome, Travis as well, uh, you can also just sponsor the show and I'll bring you on. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's cool that Steve has the street cred, but you don't fucking need it. We'll bring anyone <laughs> who throws some money at us on. <laughs> well, regardless, uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight, Steve? Uh, I think a couple of people, like the, the first person uh, talks about it, and then you guys also talked about it with like shows like Players and Arcane, and then we have like Project L coming out, and then some news about the League MMO uh, started up. Do you think that like the League MMO will help get people into traditional League of Legends because they're going into the ecosystem? Or do you think people are just going to be like completely ingrained in that MMO and then forget the actual league. Yeah, so I, I kind of like this this take a bit because it's kind of, obviously there's been a lot of conversation around the League of Legends MMO. Uh, we don't know when it's gonna come out or if it will ever come out, but uh, it is it is an interesting question of like, is there a world where people, if the game is good enough and people wanna play it all the time, would they perhaps stop playing League? I already see a bunch of people in the chat say, leaving League. Palafox says, I'm quitting League when the MMO comes out. So uh, if it comes out soon, then perhaps CLG is going to have to figure uh, something out. But no, it, I mean, it is an interesting kind of question. Whippo, would you continue to play League of Legends when the League MMO comes out? What if there's a thriving esport around it? There's not a single person that has played MMOs enough that says that they would quit League straight up. They would quit it for a month or two, maybe three, and then the content would dry up in the MMO, and guess what you're going to do? Go back to League of Legends. There's a, that's just a fact. Anyone that's played an MMO for real and committed to playing an MMO knows that content dries up. It doesn't keep coming out. There's always a big patch. That's what but... makes an MMO successful, right? Is the fact that there's a big content patch. It's awesome. Everyone loves it. They grind the living hell out of it. And then... Three months later, it's like, well, you know, this is, I guess we're waiting for the next patch and everyone migrates to a different game for a while. But I... what if the League MMO was the hub of all the League Riot games? You use your avatar to log into the MMO, which then explains what you're doing in traditional League of Legends. You can play Runeterra in it and you could also play TFT. They could effectively create a metaverse of all the league stuff in one client. I doubt sure. it. <laughs> you I mean, could no, do something that crazy would look like that. cool, but in the end, you're still playing League of Legends if you log into yeah. the MMO. Just because it looks cooler, it doesn't mean that you're not playing League of Legends. Like, sure, that would look awesome and that would be great. But the, the fact is, is, sure, I think first things first, yes, if a League MMO comes out and people start playing it and the content dries up, which it inevitably will, um, I haven't heard of an MMO where content infinite and interesting. It's either infinite and it gets boring really fast, or it's limited and it's very good. Uh, like it, I, I haven't heard of a content like, for example, what's that game called? Uh, no Man's Sky, I think is what it's called. Like everyone was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> best game ever!" And then like five planets later, they were like, "Holy shit, this is so boring." Every and, everything and, was the same. Yeah, they made a comeback. And, yeah, it sure did, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's just it's the bar is set incredibly high in order to do that. And my personal opinion is people will get attracted to the to the universe, to, to the lore, to to whatever you know. Just like with with Hearthstone, you know, like people played World of Warcraft, Warcraft three, Warcraft before that, then World of Warcraft, then Hearthstone, and and they explored. You know, like one of the reasons why Heroes of the Storm never really you know worked for me is because my favorite Warcraft universe heroes weren't playable yet, like Garrosh and Barry, and I was a warrior player. A surprise to no one, um, weren't available as characters, and I thought that was a huge bummer because I thought Garrosh and Varian 
fucking awesome, you know? Like, I thought they were some of the coolest characters in, in any game. And the fact that I couldn't play them in Heroes of the Storm just meant that I wasn't interested. Um, and that's something that, you know, in, in the League MMO, that's something that will attract me. You know, what attracts me about League is the characters. And if I'm not going to see them in the MMO or, or interact with them in any way that I think is awesome, that I'm not going to want to, like, that I'm going to lose interest really quickly. I will give it a try, and I might even love it even if they're not there. But that's, for me, like, a very important thing uh, when I'm playing games. Uh, a lot of the champions I enjoy playing are because of the character. You know, like, the, 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 the aesthetics around the champion, the way they interact in the game. Uh, that holds a lot of weight for me, and that's why, ultimately, uh, that's going to be awesome for, you know, two, three, maybe four months, depending on how difficult the content is. But I cannot, I, I, I would never estimate that content will never dry up and people will quit League of Legends straight up forever. Will they quit mm -hmm. it for two or three months? Sure. But, like, straight up quit it for that MMO? What about... Uh -huh things like pvp and arena uh because there's also esports for mmos um sure. do you think uh, you don't think it's it's going to cannibalize itself at all no i don't think so uh like i said i think that um balance patches are, are, are a big thing here where it's like uh there's very few people that are so committed to pvp that they would re-roll different specs and different characters who have success in pvp like there's some patches where your class is ass like let's be real you know, um, <laughs> World of Warcraft, like I've played Arena, you know, I wasn't spectacularly high. I was like 2,500 for the, it was my peak. You know, majority of the time I was having fun around 2,000 to 2,300. Um, and I I got there playing Kitty Cleave. It was Feral, Warrior, uh, Holy Paladin. And my comp, just like at some point, it was just like, well, if we want to really push to get higher, we're going to have to reroll, like playing a uh, rogue, a mage, priest. Obviously, you don't have mm -hmm. to. But, or one of us is going to have to reroll Warlock so that we can play a different comp and Resto Shaman. The point is, is in PvP, people have to commit to rerolling in order to actually get success playing. And that's really frustrating in my opinion. Like I, I'm not committed enough to reroll a different class unless I'm playing for fun. But if I'm rerolling a class to win, uh, that's a very different story. Uh, so I don't think that if there's a PvP system that the balance will be so perfect that every class can be uh, equally strong and that we will all, you know, go into this glorious blah yada yada after like whatever you know like, it's just not going to happen there's going to be classes that are op that are frustrating as hell and people are going to want to play a different game because they get rolled by it every single day and at some point it gets boring getting one shot in a deep freeze you know we've all been there well we i know that mark brought up the idea of if uh the mmo would or address kind of the idea of if the mmo would caramelize the game league of legends but uh, I'm kind of curious on the other side of Steve's take. Is there any world in which we think the MMO could perhaps grow League by bringing in more people? And I guess I'm really curious. I wonder. We'll we'll never know, but I'm really curious how much uh, Arcane gave a boop, uh, a boom, or a boop. I guess a boop to the <laughs> to to League itself, and how many more people are playing League because of Arcane. Does anybody have any ideas? I haven't heard it talked about very much. Um, the biggest boop I heard talked about was the COVID boop, um, but I haven't heard about an arcane one. Gotcha. I think I think a lot of people just fucking watched arcane. Like I, I troll fantasy subreddits and like I follow uh, YouTubers, book book top people and stuff, and all of them watched arcane and they were all like, "Yo, that shit was awesome," but none of them installed League. <laughs> they just accepted it was a good story. So I don't I don't know. Yeah. So I, I mean I think it's it. I I think League is the only time League and TFT are the only time where I felt like there was a pretty big sh like move between 
these game modes or that you know people who have like the league client or like league already installed they would try them or at tft because it almost felt like a an extension league but i don't i guess you know especially given our conversation by the way shout out to everybody who told kobe to close his door he just closed it um i guess uh i would say that i don't anticipate there being much movement so maybe nothing to worry about steve if that makes sense oh not worried i was just thought it'd be a good thing because you know people like the lore and the stories and like arcane give gave that and then the show players gives another example of it because like you know even if you don't know lcs you could watch players and understand it i mean there's people who don't watch football but watch hard knocks and it you understand the drama and what's going on with it and i think that is what helps that's the stuff that helps build viewership yeah yeah no that's fair anything you want to shout out steve i have an idea I mean, uh, Alienware for sure. Okay. Love that. I mean, your new deal sounds amazing. Thank you, uh, yeah. And obviously, uh, Grubhub, please and thank you. Use the codes when we have them. Support the LCS broadcasts, all that fun stuff. So Yeah, and if and I'm glad you like the deal because if you ever feel like replicating it, I'm down to, to do that in our partnership as well. <laughs> Thanks, Steve, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right. Mark is off to grab the next caller. Thank you to No Foolin for six months. I really appreciate it. Uh, and Mark should be back here shortly with the next caller. Um, in fact, I just got reminded to pull something up. I'm really excited for Worlds in North America this year. It's actually so cool, guys. I've been thinking about it a lot recently, and we're starting to actually plan for Worlds. And so I just wanted to say things are, things are popping. Jackie is calling in. Jackie, where are you calling from? Uh, North America. North America. Okay. For a second, I thought you might be the commissioner trying to sneak onto the show, um, but I don't believe you are. Anyway, it's a hell of a voice modifier. Yes. <laughs> also, North America, very wide net that you're casting. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, the take Mark pulled me for is kind of a layup one about Fudge's uh, top lane rankings, which I think were, I mean, obviously a couple of them were kind of memes, but a lot of them were just way off, I think. And he also has maybe a little bit overinflated sense of his own ability to play the game, but uh, <laughs> this is sort of a layup. So I'll, I'll let Mark take it. Or Bipa. Well, I don't know, Bipa, did you see the, the segment? Yeah, I saw the list. Okay, cool. Sorry, I posted in Skype in case you needed a refresher as well. But there was obviously some memery going on, but I, I didn't know. Uh, what was your uh, thoughts on, on seeing this? For, like, I'll be honest with you, like, top four is what I'm looking at. Um, like, flip around impact someday with me, Fudge. I think you've got to find. Well, like, so we should rest. say what top four are. It's number well, so one. So one is Fudge. I'm yeah. second. Third, fourth, impact someday, equal. And then you the rest and like the rest is like you know what sure we can talk about it but i think i think putting impact on sunday on three and four is a bit egregious to be fair with you <laughs> <laughs> they performed uh, significantly better at, at most points and generally better um most of the time uh, at least this and last split um in the past i'm not 100 percent sure so, uh, i'm not 100 percent sure about last year how fudge compared to them but i would say impact sunday one and two the arguments for who is, you know, which you put where, I'll leave that up to the people that want to argue that. But I think it's fair to put them one and two, and I think you can make arguments for either. And then three, four is probably uh, me and Fudge anyway. So 
that's yeah. like the rest is like Philip Five. Sure, if he thinks Philip is doing well, that's fine. When I scream, like when I scream against Philip, I'm I'm confused half the time and not in a good way. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he's tried playing Gangplank and the Gwen the Gwen rework against me like multiple times. It's a staple matchup people play uh, in the past, and uh, every time he plays it, I get more and more confused. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, gets, he gets further away from. from yeah, from it's I don't know what's going on, but um, you know that's just an example. But in general, he hasn't impressed me uh, ever um, personally. Uh, so I would never put him on five. Uh, revenge on seven, licorice six, like fine. Dokla eight, nine. For me, it's like revenge, licorice, Dokla. You you can make an argument for any of those going up or down. I think Dokla is definitely not eight, nine. Personally, I think he's more of a more more of a five five six. Uh, and then Licorice Revenge, like, it's like, you know, we'll, 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 like, whatever, you know, like, sure. <laughs> like, put him where you want. I don't think anyone's going to, like, that's kind of the sad part. Where it's like, I don't think anyone's going to, like, passionately defend those those players in the sense of, like, put them higher. Uh, I feel like... Um, the only one the I only... disagree on is Revenge. Revenge is doing really well, and I feel like he's really poorly ranked on a terrible team. I think sure. people have a higher That's opinion saying, of Dokla. You know, Dokla's so doing pretty well too, so yeah. putting him on 8-9, like you just said that the only thing you you yeah. agree with or disagree yeah, yeah. with is Dokla. Actually, that's not true. I actually have Dokla, I have Dokla over <laughs> Fudge too. I think Fudge is basically like Blippo, but bad. I wow. think he, he is coasting oh really hard God. off of having the second best North American jungler ever, probably the second most accomplished North American mid laner ever. And again, Berserker is absolutely cracked. I, I think... Fudge is just kind of a really unimpressive version of Whippo, which makes sense why he would put Whippo second, because they're so similar. But Fudge just does not have it, I think. I mean, sure, uh, if that's your opinion. I think he's still fourth. I, I still think he plays, like, from what I can tell, at least I think he plays Solid League of Legends. Um, obviously, like, it's, it's impossible for me to look at this list and not consider right like i'm playing against the players on a daily basis weekly basis and i'm not understanding what's going on right like i i get to understand their thought process um the the champions they use also is something you factor into account like you know if i don't like someone's counters or the way they play them i'm always going to rate them lower but i don't think fudge is a worse player than revenge dokla here, here's the counter argument but you only Christian get a chance to to play against fudge in the game on stage Whereas like our callers, they can actually watch the game from like a third party situation and really see everything that's happening. So I think they're in a better position than you <laughs> are to understand. Uh, okay, wait, wait, wait. I, I do. Tra I do. Have... Hold on, hold on. Travis is memeing, but Bwipo, do you watch every game in the LCS or do you just? Um... Oh, I try to watch most of the games. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because because some pros don't. I, try to watch. It... I, I don't watch all of them like religiously. You know, like. For me to watch all games religiously, I I watch. Um... <laughs> Sorry, Corey's just walking back and forth. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't watch all games religiously to like to a T. I have a general idea of what's going on and what happens, but uh, I, I wouldn't say that I'm like you know nit nitpicking every decision. Mm -hmm. Usually, you go you you go to the studio. Uh, you know, you have you go two games in advance, so you get to watch the first two games before you. Uh, you you know, you banter with what happens on your screen with your team. That always happens. That's where I get most of my intel. And then obviously, uh, when we have to play against a certain team, I, I like to have a general idea of how they play. Uh, but I don't, personally at least, I don't spend a lot of time 
um, watching. Like, I don't spend a lot of time reviewing the enemy team. Uh, I try to just have a general idea of how their players play and what I'm paying attention to for myself. Um, so I, I had two follow-ups quickly. One, I think you giving Fudge respect makes a lot of sense considering both you guys on Saturday went for like the 0-4, get slammed, but team winning on the other side of the map strat that like Impact also won with. It seems like the new meta. Uh, how I does mean, it feel yeah. playing Impa top? Impact, like, like, honestly, Impact lived up to his ranking on the... On the Oh, it lived up to his ranking. Like he's he's he was number one in the running a down strat. That was impressive. <laughs> like I went zero four and, and I called it a day. He went one and eight and he kept going. Like that is respect <laughs> right there. Um, no jokes aside. Um, so like I think it happens sometimes. You know sometimes you just you know your team is really far ahead and your job is literally to do nothing. Like you're just supposed to group with your team, don't die, and um, it's hard to be in that state of mind at all times. Like I think that's actually. Uh, one of the hardest things to do as a weak side top laner is like having the presence of mind to recognize like oh i have to do nothing right now like i just i shouldn't do anything um, <laughs> that is the hardest part about playing weak side i think and then when you fall behind when you're supposed to contribute to your team's victory recognizing i'm strong enough to contribute um compared to the enemy top laner yeah uh, but yeah i yeah. i think it can happen you know like once you fall behind it's hard to come back in those games because your team has incentive to help you because they're taking everything on the map anyway so uh that's when it gets kind of tough to to stop the grief yeah i mean i'm definitely down for free rides i i won an aram game by telling the other like the person recognized me i asked them to surrender and they just surrender and i was like i take those you know so i i would i would love to be <laughs> weak side um the other thing is the the, the philip angle is so interesting to me because everything i've heard about this kid like behind the scenes was like not positive yeah. Not like bad. This not like he's kid. The way he, the way you're describing this kid. Wait, is this he like child. nineteen? How old is this? How old is Philip Fly? He's he's like nineteen, isn't he? But yeah, bro. But yeah, he's That's twenty. Adult. Right, I'm thirty. I'm thirty-one. Okay. I can call him kid, can I? I got. In I got America, he could him. enlist oh, in the military and pick up a gun. Yeah, but he couldn't buy a beer. So there you go. That's why he's a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, like. When when he was getting when he was coming on the team replacing Kumo, people were like, "Don't get too hyped on him." You know, like we think this is a culture fit. He he has the ability to grow and improve a lot. And then he started doing really well in LCS. But behind the scenes, I heard people being like, "He he's getting slammed in scrims." I don't know what's going on on stage. Like he he's not this good, but he's doing well <laughs> on stage. And now it's you saying it again too. And I'm like, what? This is like the exact opposite of what you normally hear. Is like, oh, this person's like really good in scrims, but they're kind of running it on stage. And for him, it's like the exact opposite. Like, what what do you think it is that is making him like? If you could try and project, I mean, maybe you don't know anything, and that's fair. But like, what what is it about some people that they can like kind of make that jump from like, oh, I'm playing on stage and now I'm better than I was all week in scrims, where I was getting these counter picks and Whipple was laughing at me after scrims. I mean, I think like the biggest thing. Uh, how aggressive people play and how much you're getting tested mechanically uh, definitely depends on scrim state. Um, you know, in scrims, sometimes players are playing insanely aggressive, forcing like every angle they can find on constant. Like that contrast between on stage where people are playing a little bit smarter, they're not taking every risk, they're not taking every trade, you know, they're not taking these as many risks at least um it's a very huge contrast because you're tested on every single decision you make every single micro movement you make all the way to 
ah, you know, like you slip up here and there. People take your slip up as a, oh, maybe the jungler's there. And mm. um, I think people looking at their own play more closely and not playing as aggressively and taking every opportunity they can find, I think is the biggest thing. Well, thank you, uh, Jackie, for the call. Anything you want to shout uh, out before we go on to the next caller? Uh, yeah, shout out to Revenge and Jose Diotto for a lot of improvement displayed, and shout out to Jojo Pune, who is going to be the first uh, mid laner to win Worlds in his rookie year since Faker. And wow. shout out to you guys. I'm excited for that. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Whippo, was that a laugh, or did you almost throw up? I couldn't tell. <laughs> oh, wait, there was one thing I wanted to say about... I'll leave uh... it up for interpretation. Fudge made a comment about Bwipo's, uh play while he's on the broadcast, and I wanted to talk about that. Do you have a second? Yeah, sure, go for it. He was talking about when Bwipo matched the invade that TSM pulled. It was a 4v5, and he was talking about how he would never do that and how lane-focused he is. And my kind of follow-up question is that is like, if Fudge is so lane-focused, then why doesn't it show up in his stats? Like, we spent the entire weekend watching him get stuffed on Gwen while C9 won around him. Like, where is he? <laughs> Um, being lane focused doesn't necessarily mean you have to win your lane. Um, lane focus can also mean that you just want a stable situation. So, you know, uh, Fudge, one thing that I respect, this is something that, um, to give you a little bit of context, Nemesis did incredibly well. The champions he played were very weak early game, but he did not make it seem like the champions were weak because he was incredibly stable on the picks. So he would play a champion like Kassadin in matchups where other people would struggle, he would go even. Um, I think that that is something that Fudge does well, and that is something that him being lane focused, uh, I think that translates into that aspect. Uh, he's yeah. very stable on a scaling pick. That said, he was not very stable on his Gwen, so I get what you're trying to say. Um, <laughs> I had that experience too. I, I bonked him on the forehead with my Olaf. Um, <laughs> but my point is, is um, you know, creating that, um, you know, creating a situation where you're suddenly destabilized from level one straight up. Um, that is not something a lot of players will take as a risk, but uh, I'm, I'm down, bro. Like, enemy jungler's pissed. Like, enemy team's pissed. They walk into red buff, they see me show up, they're like, what the? Enemy top laner is that good? It's like, hell yeah. Jackie, uh, quick question. Are you by any chance diabetic? Uh, I'm not. Why do you ask? Oh, well, because you hate fudge so much, so I just assume. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for the call, and we will catch you next time. I mean, I think he's good. I think he's good. All right, see you guys. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah, he definitely convinced me that he thought he was good by the end was, of that call. I was not ready for that one, but it was a good one. This is the <laughs> mental damage that uh, uh, Dokla was talking about. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you to Nuclee for the five gifted subs and Sportsnut for the seven. No full in for the six months. Uh, really appreciate it, everybody. Oh, and Wicked Empire. Thank you for the Prime as well. All right. <laughs> Doklis says true in the chat. Uh, I have met Ben, Tim Diaz. I have met Ben. In fact, uh, one of his uh, college or his his school folks uh, works with me uh, from back in college. Uh, Numi is here. Numi, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Southern California. Southern California. And for those that don't know, Numi called in at the end of last week's episode to talk about how she was a relatively new viewer to the LCS. And was and felt like this this year was a great year to be coming into the LCS as a fan. I was really excited about all the narratives. And then also you had mentioned you were going to go to the LCS for the first time this past weekend. So you went. Uh, what did you think, I guess, before before we get into your take? Or maybe that is what your take is. Yeah, um, I can just give a quick summary. Um, I had 
I didn't know what to expect for the real life event and then on top of that it was the Star Guardian event on top of that so I just thought it was really fun a lot of the booths were doing Star Guardian themed stuff um, I thought Mike I went alone personally but the people I talked to were really friendly the staff was really friendly on all the teams I thought it was very you could get around very quickly the food was affordable I was actually really surprised about that the concession concession stand was affordable um, but yeah I really enjoyed my time um, yeah and I uh, I have I can get into my take if we want to. Yeah, talk yeah, about go that. for it. Yeah, so the take um, I wanted to make was the Star Guardian event that we had this weekend was more engaging for real life LCS viewers, but it wasn't utilized enough for online viewers. I think one way to make the like biggest type event of the year for League more, even more special was is probably maybe like a hashtag campaign or like a community collaboration just like so online viewers can interact with this event I felt like it was more passive watching as a viewer versus an active experience being at the studio watching it live or watching it in front of me etc see I can already tell you're becoming more and more an LCS fan because you're becoming more and more critical of the LCS. Uh, last week, week you called in. Everything's Huge so positive. Yeah. Second week, flaming our ass. <laughs> uh, okay. Whippo, did you get to experience the Star Guardian stuff at all, or was it just like game day for you? And did, did you notice any difference on Saturday? Did oh, he's muted. The... Oh, oh, no, wait a minute. No, I shouldn't. No, you're good. You're good. I trolled you. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, I, I double checked. I didn't get to experience any fun stuff about Star Guardian, other than I got a poster which had a Star Guardian RA code in it. And that was. Oh yeah, I haven't. I have mine and I haven't used it. And I think they expire really quick, so I need to actually. They expired. Today. Oh. I think it's on. I have it in front of me. It says August first. I don't know if that's through August first or today. Oh god. Oh. Okay. Yikers. Well, I need to figure that out. Anyway, uh, yeah. So not only. Were viewers at home not able to experience Star Guardian, but even the LCS players competing on stage were not able to experience any of the Star Guardian event. Complete failure from the Riot broadcast. That's that's my take. They should have had. I well, G two had their players dressed up, I believe, as or had members of their organization dressed up as Star Guardians, I believe. Yeah, and I'm sure the LAC broadcast was the one who did that, and not the G two organization, right, Travis? If anything, you should be flaming Team Liquid. Honestly, Where was, there... Why didn't they dress Whipple up as his favorite Star what? Guardian? Ergo? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard, bro. Kind of hard. <laughs> uh, okay, so, but uh, I think this raises a pretty good point, is that there was kind of like a themed week for the LCS, but there was not as much to do around it other than... What? Mark, help me... Um, what what did happen on the broadcast that wasn't just related to the tailgate um, that was Star um, themed? I mean, so this, the top of the day, what, so one, everyone was in like their kind of Star Guardian outfit, but not really Star Guardian outfit. You know, they were all like in the Academy look, like uh, pre-transformation, like school Captain boy, Flowers school. was wearing a bright summer button-up t-shirt. <laughs> he was intentionally trying to break the trend. Like and he was not, he's, he wasn't about that life. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, like there wasn't very much that was like hard about cosplay, and I know that you know that that was a contentious point a little bit. <laughs> I think a lot of the casters wanted to go harder on cosplay. <laughs> I know you know that. I know <laughs> that fucker. because I've I've heard, but I I that was not why I brought it up. I was talking about like 
legitimately, I thought there was a thing where maybe I had missed something on the broadcast, or well, maybe so you guys like, had um, done like a Star Guardian quiz, or you'd talked about your favorite Star Guardians, or there was a Star so, Guardian moment, or Porter Robinson showed up and there was, played a live rendition of Star Guardians Are All of yeah, Us. Yeah, you missed that, dude? What the yeah. fuck? You didn't see Porter Robinson? Maybe you should watch the fucking broadcast. What'd you try? What'd you ask me about this weekend? You texted me something. And you I just messaged had no you about clue. a meme that was from the broadcast that I missed because I spend half the show outside waiting for pro players to come out because. They all exactly. have features interviews for some reason. Exactly. Weekend, so, I you're going to criticize a broadcast you don't even watch, dude. I didn't criticize the broadcast. I was just asking a legitimate fact-finding question in both of these situations uh, to a friend who works <laughs> on the I'm broadcast. Done, I'm done trolling. I'm done trolling. Uh, I, there wasn't a ton. And I think, uh, to Numi's point, I think a lot of us would have wanted to do a little bit more as well. Um, there was, in Countdown, a Star Guardian draft, which I thought was actually a really cool idea. It was like a you had to do a draft, but only using Star Guardians, and there's actually 25 of them. So it's like you, you had the five bands, 10 bands for each, then the, the champions. So, you know, you had to go through 20 of the 25. And, like, it was actually pretty funny to see them try and make real comps and stuff. Um, I thought that was really cool. But I think uh, there was definitely more things to be done involving the Star Guardian stuff. There was some anime stuff I know we did. Like, it came out on socials, and I don't know if it ran during the piece, but there was um, stuff about who's your favorite star guardian skin we asked a lot of pros that i know during the commercial breaks they ran a lot of the star guardian promotional yeah. pieces that have come out over the years so like uh, a, a lot of the music and like kind of like the more passive watching experiences had i think a lot of star guardian stuff but i don't think it, it necessarily translated actively onto the screen as much i guess they could have done like a you know how it's like who's winning draft they could have done like a live spam your star guardian in chat or something like that but I don't know. I mean, I think Numi, like I look, I am all about criticizing the broadcast, especially the analyst desk and the analysts themselves. But um, I, in this situation, I feel like because the theme is born out of something that's in the game, I almost kind of feel like it's okay for the, the LCS fans to be able to like have that interactivity occur via the game versus needing to be a part of it. Like if they'd had like a, a, a theme week that was, I don't, I don't know what a good example. Like, it, let's obviously it doesn't work, but like Halloween. If there had been like a Halloween week at the LCS and like there was nothing happening in the league game, then maybe I'd be like, okay, well, how does this transcend like the fan fest or the tailgate or whatever you want to call it um, for the viewers at home? But I don't know. I kind of feel like it's okay if like this if this feels like. LCS is riffing off of a, a Riot Games League of Legends thing that maybe there's doesn't need to be as much interactivity in the broadcast. I don't know. Mark, what do you think? Um, I think uh, I, I also picked Bwipo's brain about this, about like the difference between like competitive focus and like entertainment product, because we are an entertainment product, but you also don't want to ever like go so full, full Mimi or so like theme maybe that you lose sight of like the players playing the games that week because like if the broadcast builds a segment that's really funny and really fun this is something that we, we sometimes get hot water for in the broadcast like say when Bwipo's team loses and we brought him on the desk and then we don't have a time for we don't do the CLG post game people get mad if you build a segment that's like really Star Guardian fun themed Kawaii Desu and then like some crazy upset happens and then like you don't it's like okay you're gonna cut the thing that you spent the whole week planning and making to to get a post game interview or do you just like kind of shaft that team and i think um anytime that you invest more into like the fun entertainment angle 
it, it's going to feel bad for the players. But I don't, I don't know. Like Whipple, Whipple even said he league, hates. Like, he, Whipple says he doesn't give a shit about narratives. You think he's going to care about Star Guardian memes? Well, that's why he doesn't care. He doesn't care about the narratives around the team. So yeah, just jamming Star Guardian. All right, Whipple. Stuff, right? Mark's just trying to rant on your behalf. Why don't you give us your opinion? Um. Well, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure what to say. Really, I think uh, Countdown's a great, great place to do it. Um, if you're gonna do it. Um, that said, I think in general the event was a bit disappointing on PC if you compare it to Wild Rift, which you know sucks to compare the uh... Rift gamer Whippo. No, I'm not a Wild Rift gamer, but I, okay. I no, like for example the fact that I can't have some of like really cool skins like Star Guardian, Seraphine, and Oriana, which make a lot more sense to me as Star Guardians than uh, Talia and Rel, for example. Um, just personally speaking here. Um, Kind of sucks, you know. I, I would have liked to have the option to have all of those champions, if that makes sense. Senna as well. Um, like, I, I think that just kind of sucked, uh, to be fair. So that, that's, I think they dropped the ball altogether on Star Guardians. <laughs> With that in mind, and then like the, the Star Guardian event um, seems to be a lot more interactive and lore-focused on Wild Rift as well, as far as I'm understanding. This is me reading stuff on Reddit. I didn't actually open the game or try it. But uh, just the fact so like that a true redditor being exactly, uh, but <laughs> just, just the fact, like a true just the fact alone that there there are there is Star Guardian content that's not tied to League of Legends just uh, feels wrong. You know, imagine if, if League of Legends MMO in the future has content that is not tied to League of Legends, the actual game, uh, in the sense of like you know, there's let's say you know you have a Noxus raid in 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 the League of Legends MMO, and then raid boss Darius is in that in that mode like i would want a skin of that in the legend 100,000 percent not even close you know just like they made betrayer gangplank which i thought was absolutely awesome they went out of their way to make sea dog yasuo for example which like i guess was a nod to ruin king the game but betrayer gangplank for example i love that skin i love gangplank in that game um i i think that that was awesome and um i think the fact that wild rift had you know had their own event and us not getting skins of that, at least as a nod, you know, like a, a nod to League of Legends. Um, that feels like a waste of opportunity. I, I, it's very funny. I know we're now way off topic, but I, I hope for Riot's take that Wild Rift actually is popular because if it's not, I feel like all it serves is a another vessel for League of Legends fans to be disappointed in League of Legends because if Wild Rift ever does anything better than League, people are like, actually, I hate this. Um, anyway, it's uh, back... popular in China. I know. I don't know how it is in NA, but I'm pretty sure the mobile gaming market in China is just like shits all over the rest of the world. Anyways. Yeah. So back, back to this new me. I don't know. Obviously we talked for a while. I don't know if you have any kind of follow-up thoughts on this. Yeah. So, um, I think you bring up a great point where like, it felt like it was utilized like more in person. I just found it interesting. I think LCS retweeted like a, Evil Geniuses like Star Guardian fan art and I know Porter Robinson was doing a week of like Star Guardian events with streamers and like offline TV and I it was just got me thinking about this take about how it'd be interesting to utilize it like more outside the game or like outside the event and I just thought it'd be really cool for like online viewers to engage with that kind of event considering this is probably the one of the most highly anticipated events in League but I do understand like like the we are a service, like, you're watching the game to, like, watch professional League of Legends, you know, and, like, the Star Guardian event is on top of that. But I just thought it was kind of interesting to think about how online viewers can engage with, uh, like, a topic like that. Yeah. No, I think it's I think it's good. And I do, I do like the idea of 
even if I don't think it's super necessary, I don't think it's a bad idea for Riot to be thinking like, okay, if we're creating ways for people at the tailgate to interact with like the, you know, a themed weekend or something like that, what are the ways that we can have the like fans at home also interact with it? So I appreciate the call, but also glad you had a good time. Any highlights from this weekend of, of your trip to the LCS? I went Saturday, so unfortunately I did not see any of the Sunday games in person. Um, but I, I want to give a shout out to just like the players in general. I waved hi to a couple of them outside of their games. They're all really polite and really nice. A couple of the players were like, do you want to take a picture? So I just want to give a shout out to just the pro players in general. I thought they were really polite and nice. And despite like not doing formal meet and greets, they're really kind to fans whenever they walked up and asked for a picture or a signature. Were there any pro players that weren't polite and nice or that you want to name and shame right now on the show? I didn't get a picture with Mark, and I kind of wanted to. Yeah, I mean that doesn't surprise me. He's what you 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 talked to us for like five minutes. But then I saw you guys were making content. Like I need to step away from the camera so they can <laughs> no. do their job. All right, apologies for not just saying you should like, but like for, for Travis and I, we're never doing anything more, like that's so important that like yeah. we can't take a picture usually. So yeah. apologies. Uh, right, and that's why like, I always try to make sure I can get a picture with people. I'm sorry that you had that experience. The real answer is I, Travis Travis is so self-absorbed that he just assumes everyone wants a picture with him and I feel so fucking awkward whenever like I see someone cuz this actually happened to me. Dude, I was at fucking Universal Studios in Orlando and there was this guy who recognized me in line and he geeked out for like a, a minute or two and was like, "Oh shit, you're Mark and you work on the blah blah blah." And then, like, it, like, kind of stalled out and got awkward. And I was like, did you want a picture? And he's like, no. And I think I've just been crippled for life from that, where I'm like, I'm never asking a fan again. Like, if they want a picture, it's on them. I'm also, not... from, like, from our perspective, this is a person we watch every week, right? You kind of, like, idolize. I don't know if that's the right attitude, but this is, like, a concept, you know? And then you see the person in real life, or, like, what do I, what do I say now? So, like, I understand that take, but also... I know, I know. I, I, I forgot to I forgot to ask for one. I just want to say that's okay. my. I'm sorry, it's my bad. I just want to say the fan at Universal definitely would have wanted a picture with me. That's what I'm gonna leave this with. Either way, <laughs> do we? Travis, Travis would have been, if the guy said no. Travis would have been like, well, I'll take one anyways and send it to your DMs in case you want it, you yeah. know, and change your mind. Newbie, thank you for the call. Uh, anything that you want to shout out before? Oh yeah, you you shout out the players. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully we can catch you on in another episode. And I'm glad you had a good time at the LCS. Yeah, for sure. Bye, y'all. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. Buipo, since we're on awkward fan interactions, do you have any any uh, one that sticks out in, in your mind? Oh, uh, there was one that sticks out still to this day. There was a girl that came up. This was 2019 Rotterdam Spring Finals. Um, there was a a girl that came up and asked us to lift her up. You know how like some of the pro teams like lift one guy up like this? Mm -hmm. like, like laying down? And then I had to look at her and go like... <laughs> That was pretty awkward. <laughs> and, yes. then I, and then I had to stand next to her and still take a picture. Oh, pain. Yeah, I remember that used to be a thing that fan, that teams, a lot of people would ask to get like lifted up at the yeah. LCS meets. And then at some point in time, like many things in the LCS, somebody was like, this is probably a liability concern. Um, and so we, that after that, it stopped being a thing that was allowed. So makes sense i mean uh we don't have li liability concerns in europe uh so at least not as not as extreme as in the us but uh, it was still it was just awkward like it's just awkward you know like come on we're yeah. a bunch of like esports gamers like half of us can't lift anything let alone like a, a person 
So, you know, just awkward. Yeah. Well, either way, let's talk about our next sponsor of the night before we take uh, our next caller, which is Grubhub. And I've got great news, everybody. I've got really great news. You've all been hounding me throughout the entire month of July to give you a code. And we didn't have codes for a little bit. And Grubhub is now back with codes that are specifically for this audience. Uh, this is only on the first 300 delivery orders. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking about waiting until later on in the week, maybe use it sooner rather than later because uh, the rest of my wonderful audience might steal them from you. But from August 1st to the 7th, you can use code TG. TG is in Travis Gafford. TG five off fifteen. The number five off the number fifteen to receive five dollars off on your Grubhub order of fifteen dollars or more. Again, only for the first three hundred delivery orders. So we'll make sure that that is in the link um, or in the description on YouTube if you're trying to get that. Uh, and if you haven't used Grubhub before, please make sure that you sign up with my link because that's also very helpful. But five dollars off fifteen. Uh, I'm going to make sure, yeah, we have it as a command in the chat, so I will, uh, I'll put that there as well on Twitch chat, but TG5 off 15 to save $5 off your or Grubhub order of $15 or more. And make sure that while you're in there, you keep an eye on the Grubhub guarantee, because if uh, your order is wrong or it ends up being uh, late, you can make sure that you can hit them up and they will make it right. So thank you so much to Grubhub. For sponsoring the show we love grubhub it's cool to have their code i know they sometimes do lcs codes as well so you can double up you can use the lcs code on the weekend you can use mine during the week you're saving a bunch of money with these codes so shout out to grubhub for making this all happen uh really appreciate their sponsorship of the show and speaking of grubhub we are targeting targeting this week hopefully it works out to get the first episode of dinner with my interview series where i sit down with somebody uh over a meal to have a long conversation with them uh, which is quite fun. Usually somebody I know. And the first one is with Kobe. So if you if you missed the preview from a previous episode, we're hoping to get that out this week. So thank you to uh, Grubhub for sponsoring the show. Dinner with coming out soon. And uh, yeah, that should be it. Mark is grabbing the next caller at the moment. But shout out to Bigger Frog for seven months. Billy DeMeyer and Am Luke for the subs. So thanks everybody. We should be good here in a second as Mark is pulling folks. Yeah, we got a bunch of cool stuff coming out right now uh, on uh, the Travis Gafford YouTube channel. I don't know if you guys saw Mark edited. This is a fully Mark edited video, a vlog that we did of the Star Guardian event at the LCS where, where uh, Mark and I walked around and did a bunch of cool stuff uh, at, the, at the Star Guardian event. So please go check that out. It's on the YouTube channel. I also tweeted out, but... He did a great job with the edit. I was very proud of him. Oh, he's here. Never mind. I thought it was a terrible edit. Arsh is here. Arsh is here. Where are you calling from? Uh, normally I'm in Santa Monica. And okay. Right you now I'm in. Say... I'll be back in Santa Monica in like two weeks. So. Okay, you're in an undisclosed location, is what I'm hearing. SF, but yeah, undisclosed. Oh, SF. Okay, okay. Um, are you gonna? Are you excited for? Are you gonna try to go back to SF for World Finals? Uh, yes, I already have my flights. I got them as soon as the dates came out. Awesome. And I am camping whatever site they're going to like post the tickets on. Yes. I've yes, already got yes. an Airbnb with a bunch of like collegiate esports people. That's awesome. Well, best of luck. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, my take was that 
let's let's make sure I get the right phrasing. FlyQuest are pretenders and got exposed for being one-dimensional as hell this weekend. Wow. Okay, you want to expand on it a little bit? Um. Yeah. I mean, slight exaggeration, right? Like, I don't think uh they're you know bottom of the league or whatever. But like, I think the putting them on the same level as like CLG, like people seem to be putting CLG below them. Uh, Emily Rand talked this week on JLXP about like how th she thinks CLG is like a good step above FlyQuest, and I agree. I think FlyQuest are, uh, especially this weekend, it was pretty clear that like there's a lot of things going wrong because they only have one playstyle. Um, I did a statistical breakdown, which I can go into if you want for a piece that I'm writing, but like basically it's just Tukui um, goes down in lane a little bit, works with Jose Diodo, and then like after that he's like their hard carry. He's got like one of the highest um, damage percent, post 15 damage percent behind only PoE as like a carry for the team. And as soon as Takui gets shut down when their 2v2 is losing uh, early, it's just, it looks so bad. That's exactly what happened this weekend. Well, I will say I haven't heard good things about Philip recently. Um, there's been a lot of <laughs> very recently and, and a very short time ago. All right. Before I, I give my take, I want to hear Bwipo's thoughts on FlyQuest as well as like broadly, if not them, who do you think's like the fifth team in the top five? Because I think... Generally, there's a community consensus, e.g. TL, C9, uh, 100 Thieves. So, what do you think? Well, I think CLG deserves to be there. I also think, like, I mean, I'm, I'm a believer is, like, you play to see who ends up being where, you know? <laughs> I don't really <laughs> like ranking teams. Like, like, where do they play and let the results speak, you know? Yeah, that doesn't make like, good I'm content. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess maybe I'm bad at making content. I don't know. I, I, I'm just, uh, I'm an avid enjoyer of watching the team brawl it out in order to see who's the best. Um, that said, that seems uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a fair fair assessment to say CSG is better than FlyQuest. I think it's a fair assessment to say that they rely on their mid-jungle. I do think they're their best players. Um, but I think Johnson and Afro play. Um, I mean, when they're having a good games, I think they're pretty scary. They had some pretty good Twitch Yumi games, in my opinion. Um, we were... Um, we ended up losing to that, I believe, or it was like it was a very spicy game. We probably should have lost. I remember now, yeah, that we should have lost on the back of that uh, Yumi Twitch. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't, like, you know what I mean? Hard for me to just say straight up, like, oh yeah, I agree, FlyQuest are pretenders. That's a, a bit extreme. I think they're a good team, and uh, they definitely rely on their mid jungle to do well. But I don't think that's necessarily a weakness. You know, it, it can be a strength, can be a weakness. Uh, hard for me to really say. That said, if you think CLG is better than them, I think that's fair. Um, but like I said, I, I'm not a big fan of speculating who's better, you know? Just look at their head-to-head -head and look at their standing. That usually speaks for itself. Obviously. No shit talk ahead of your game against them on Saturday? I thought, um, you know, get there's some... No there's no need. I will let my gameplay speak for itself. Fair enough. You... <laughs> uh, I was going to be like, gun to your head, who's in the fifth? But Whippo just literally is going to pick the standing, so it's CLG. <laughs> Oh. I mean, it's not. I don't no, think. It's... I, I mean, yeah. Like, is that wrong? If that's the consensus here. I'm hearing. Like, wait, who's fourth? Is FlyQuest fourth? Uh, no. So it's you, C9, and CLG tied for third. So okay. that, that's that's the top five, and FlyQuest is sixth. Um, so, so just outside, but one game back. He's better than FlyQuest. Is literally just reading off the standing too. Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of with Whippo here. It's like we do have our top five, like. <laughs> Three of them are tied for third. I think it's fair. I think it's well, fair. but the the round robin hasn't been completed, right? So it's not exactly fully played out, and a lot of people are generally of the belief that CLG won't be that strong coming into the like end of the split. 
like I think that's pretty fair to say, right? Like I think community sentiment is pretty FlyQuest favorite. I don't think that I'm like super vanilla for going for the FlyQuest are actually not good here because I think a lot of people tend to favor FlyQuest over CLG coming into playoffs. I sure. and feel and if, if playoffs happens and FlyQuest are higher ranked than CLG, wouldn't you agree that after the double round robin, they are in fact better? Is that is that a weird assessment to make? Um, I'm not sure. I was just <laughs> no. That's how I see it. You know, like after the end of the double round robin, if FlyQuest and CLG, uh, FlyQuest is higher placed than CLG, then I would say that FlyQuest performed better. I want. I want that's a Whipple podcast. I want a Whippo podcast at the end of every week of the LCS, and it's like five minutes long, and he just like basically reads the standings. Yeah, just he's breaking like, down what happened. <laughs> he's like, well, yeah, well, you know, FlyQuest better this week. They ended up above them. In, I think in so, Whippo's defense, they play, they have about the same schedule for the rest of the split. I'm like looking at the last the last five games, and like it's pretty similar. So it's hard to say that like one or the other has had. Like a really easy first. No, I, I actually think it's it is a very close debate, and their position has literally flip flopped in the standings depending on who they're playing. <laughs> like yeah. last week, FlyQuest played Golden Guardians and Dig, and CLG played EG and Hundred Thieves, or excuse me, EG and Team Liquid. And so CLG CLG gets two zero. FlyQuest goes two zero. This week it's the exact opposite. FlyQuest plays C nine and EG O two. CLG Golden Guardians. And dig the toss, two zero, and they they overtake them in the standings. One one. Wait, am I trolling? Wait, we we lost the field. Oh shit! I yeah. forgot. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I messed up reading these standings. Yeah. Um, but that's but, kind but, of also what I mean, where it's like if we're if like whip not to like you know, but like if you're just gonna go off of like oh you know they played eighteen best of ones in a double round robin and then. Like that's, that's the, the for sure the standings. Like, five is going to determine who the best team is. End of story. You know, like that—that's just the way it is. <laughs> that, that's what I'm waiting for. Best of one. Like, <laughs> We're talking sure. about best of okay. one. Like whatever, bro. Like sure, you won. You won a best of one. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Proud of you, bro. That's what I mean. It's not necessarily like you can't just read off the standing. I don't know. I was just. No, no, I agree with you. No, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, for example, if you come in and he's like, C9, like last week, you come in, C9 are pretenders. Their early games are trash because last week, like, they had some very unfortunate early game. They come in next week and they actually look very good. Like, they played very well against us and they had a pretty good weekend this, this last weekend. But the weekend before that, they were definitely very shaky in general. They were looking pretty shaky. So I think that that, that makes sense. But I feel like um, FlyQuest hasn't, like, hasn't looked that shaky. You know, you can say that they rely on their mid-jungle to do well, but if they consistently do well, then is that really a weakness? You know, is that not more of a strength is what I'm trying to, I mean, trying here, to get at. Here's, here's one of the biggest issues when I look at the CLG FlyQuest thing is that uh, Fudge's top lane rankings has Philip at 5th and Dokla at 8th eight or ninth, And so if you think about it, at least in the top lane, CLG probably not nearly as good as FlyQuest because their, their top laner is almost like twice as bad as, uh, as Philip. <laughs> so I think that's a, that's a huge part of it, just looking okay. at it from Fudge's perspective. I think Dokla's about to I mean, blow up the chat. <laughs> I'll, I'll defend Arsh a little bit in the sense that like I do enjoy speculating on who's better using eye test as well. Like, I think you can do the games and ultimately I, I am like in the end kind of team Whippo because I feel like the what if scenarios people start playing, but like, no, they are, they really are better, but they just happen to lose that series. They just lost that game. You know, like, I think you do have to respect what happens on game day to some extent, but I also, uh, prior to like the, the best of fives breaking out and stuff like that, you know, I like saying, I like thinking about it and, and debating, 
I think the teams are, are actually pretty different between CLG and Fly. Like, I, I think they play the game very differently. CLG seems to opt into, like, a lot more early game proactive playmaking. Uh, and, like, contracts will go for, like, chain ganks or, like, really heavy invades while playing with his laners. And they, they seem to play around him a lot more and, like, end up flipping games, it feels like, a little bit more often. Uh, where they are, like, just down to really scrap out a situation. Uh I would say FlyQuest hadn't really been that way too much. Um, but then they fucking inted uh, <laughs> that Rift Herald fight when they just <laughs> got aced against uh, C9, where they were like doing very well into Fudge and playing intelligently and then just straight ran it. So Olaf OP. Yeah. So like I, I feel like um, a lot of times, to your point, Arch, like I do feel like FlyQuest like Corey. to have... On, the, on that topic, I have a whole thing. I need to get it out. I need okay, to get, get it out. Okay, get it out. Go, go, go. Olaf is fucking abysmal. Bro, this guy hasn't <laughs> played a champion since the rework, and you could see it. He learned the champion as he was playing. Yeah. As he was playing, he realized how to play the new Olaf. No cap. Actually, kind of true. He was, like, doing weird stuff with Axis. Like, the first two skirmishes, I could tell. This guy, he forgot his ultimate doesn't end if he keeps going. And it was the skirmish <laughs> against the Poppy, and he just let his ult run out. I'm just like, just keep hitting the Talia when she melee ranges on top of you, bro. What is this? The, I was the... watching, I was like, he hasn't played, like, don't get me wrong, his Olaf has historically been very, very fucking good. Like, don't, don't misunderstand, I'm not throwing shade on how his Olaf has yeah. been. It's just, since the rework, he clearly hasn't played the champion enough. My opinion, obviously, <laughs> close to my heart, I spammed the living hell out of that champion, and I think yeah. he's, you know, he's still one of, one of my staples right now. But, like, come on, like, people were praising him like he was really, he was popping off, and I was just looking at it like, Jesus Christ, I can tell he's picking up the champion as he's going. Like, he realized two deaths in, how to commit to a skirmish all off and then i was like well there you go at least he realized at least he learned how to do it as he was going uh there was the alt flash q play where he just like walks at him with alt walk, wears off and he's like ah never mind yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a few hiccups there but yeah, don't okay, get me wrong. he had the right idea just the execution was off and he picked I'll... up on the execution as he kept playing that's what i noticed which is a skill, you know, learning during the game is a skill, you know, you need to be able to adapt to what's going wrong and then do better. So uh, props to him for that, but uh, definitely was not impressed with his Olaf at first. Later on, he got a little bit better. He's scaling. Olaf he, is scaling. He alt-tabbed and looked at, the, he looked at the patch notes, alt-tab real quick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he realized how to play the champion as he was going, which... Props to him. Anyway, I had to get that out of my system because I was watching the game and everyone was praising him like, bro, Brizolov's insane. I'm just looking at that like, bro, I would have I would have been 7-0 <laughs> by now. Uh, you know what? I will say there's probably a lot of times that pro players see the post-game Reddit threads and the like that, you know, most fans just see high KDA must must have played well. I would love if pro players threw each other under the bus more often and be like, are you kidding me? He didn't play well. He fucked up here, here, and here and just start more of a conversation yeah. around it because then Blabber comes back in. I don't know. It'd be fun. You should sneak it um, into blame game somehow, Mark. I feel like that's a good blame game situation. I don't know. <laughs> but people are only praising it. It's not... I, I don't... Yeah, I yeah. You have, to, you have to like... Anti you have to create a... Like, you know how sometimes you have comment of the week and you don't always have it? You should also have like... Flame of the week we'll, or something we'll, like that. We'll, we'll you... clip uh, Whippo's little rant here. Yeah, the anti-blame game. Uh, all yeah. right. Arsh, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Um, yeah, I just had two shout outs. First, uh, you guys, I'm going to be back at like, LC I'm going to go to LCS like all during playoffs basically. And when I went last time, like nobody was there because it was like spring and like just open. So I didn't get to like see anyone, but I'm going to like try to see people. So I'm going to say hi to you guys. And I will ask to get a picture with Mark and not with Travis because he will ask me. Hopefully. Um, 
And then second shout out for River, because um, I am an intern at Dignitas, and I was distraught when I heard the news that he was leaving us. And then, but I do hope he does well at Golden Guardians, because then it's like, you know, like, ah, yes, a little don't, bit like Don't big pretend, w. You, you, you were happy to see them go 0-2 this weekend, weren't you? Golden Guardians. Uh, I mean, I, I think that they could actually do well. I'm a, I'm a Golden Guardians fan, so I don't know. I, I think they could do well. Arsh, how many mouse pads do you have now? What? It's a Dignitas joke. It's, a old th it's an old meme. Anyway. Uh, I am not that good with old memes. No, you're good. You're good. Um, <laughs> sorry, you were saying? Uh, but I was just going to say, like, like last thing. Spawn is actually, like, piss smurfing, I think. Like, but, like, Dig doesn't get attention because I, I get like I get it, right? But, like, like, he's actually doing really well, and he's, like, a young player who's, like, doing really well. And I don't know. I, th I think he's, like, I think it's pretty cool. So I feel like people should pay attention to that. But awesome. that's it. Thank you so much for the call, and we'll see you at playoffs. All right. Bye. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Mark is off to go grab the next caller. He went to the wrong channel first, which was very funny to see. Uh, let's see. No no new subs yet, so I will. Oh, there we go. Bowen Chunk. Hey, Bowen. Nice to see you. Um, I believe you might know Bowen Bwipo. If you want to explain who he is. Uh, he is. It's hard to explain because he's so many great things. Um, <laughs> I work with Bowen. Um, he has helped me work on my mental health significantly. Um, but he's a doctor of many talents. Works with Squid. Um, yeah, awesome. I can only say good things about him. Fantastic individual. Well, thank you for the sub, Bowen. Uh, regardless, T-Legs is here. T, where are you calling from? Hey, I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois. Hey, another Chicago. Are you going to go to finals? I am. I could not be more excited about it. Awesome. That's well, awesome. hopefully if we do live hotline league there, we'll see you. Um, yeah, you I was want... hoping. Oh, what's that? Do you have any news on live hotline league? Well, if we were to do a live hotline league, uh, it would there would there it would be more likely we would do one at the same time we did the last one, which was morning of at FanFest at the Grubhub booth, if we were to do one again, that would be a likely scenario. It, there's still a, there's a lesser scenario where we would also do one the night before, but that scenario might be looking less likely in recent situations. Anyway, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, my take is that teams needed higher experience editors, PR and marketing staff that are able to create engaging YouTube videos uh, that's similar to what's currently doing well on YouTube and that also provide brand development to their players. Okay, did you get did you ask Mark for a take for this week? This was this was unprompted. I didn't have to I didn't it's have to so use a plant. Hilarious. It's so fucking no, can... funny. This is amazing. So, Travis, explain why you're so happy about this. I mean, I mean it's so okay. So I had I I have was putting together a presentation recently to to talk to some folks about uh, sort of my YouTube channel and uh, all that kind of stuff. And so as part of that, I was looking at where my YouTube channel ranks compared to other LCS YouTube channels that are primarily LCS content, like the LCS YouTube channel that Riot owns and Team Liquid and et cetera, et cetera. Um, not looking at like VOD content and I am, I think top three behind, or I might be number, I, 
it depends on when you look at it, but I think very recently I was number two behind Team Liquid, and then LCS was behind me. And uh, most of the teams are way, way down. And in doing this exploration, I realized just how little content teams still release on their own YouTube channels. I think FlyQuest might have been number four, by the way. So shout out to FlyQuest, because people used to meme their YouTube channel and they actually get decent number of views. But even then, people are not releasing very many videos anymore on their channels. And when they do, they frequently don't perform very well. And I mentioned this to Mark. And then Mark went on a 15... He Mark felt so passionately about this that I had messaged him twice about it on Messenger. And I was like, oh, yeah, did you see this? He immediately called me unprompted. Well, <laughs> he, if my computer starts ringing... Because immediately Mark is like, oh, no, 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 I got to talk to you about this. And he went on a 15-minute rant about his thoughts on team content. So the fact that you called in with exactly the take that Mark would have created if, uh, you know, like five, four or five days ago when we were talking about this, this is astonishing. Well, anyway. it's it, I, I just lose track of who I've had these conversations with sometimes. And, like, the team content angle was one that... Oh, I had done a big bling game that did not come out about a certain topic you can maybe guess because I did not want to reignite a conversation. And one of the things I wanted to talk about was the ecosystem as a whole. And like, not only do the team's content not perform super well, um, but like teams have just straight inted. And this was the thing I pointed out to Travis and like ranted about was they just inted their YouTube channels. Like every big org broke their main channel away into like their esports or LOL channel but then they like their main channel just stops making shit for the most part. And then it's their small lol channel that is where all their content's coming out. So like Team Liquid, for example, had 500,000-ish subs on their main channel. They haven't posted there in fucking months. And then they made a Team Liquid lol one where all their content comes out, but it's only got like, you know, 20K subs or something or yeah, 24K. And it's like, so many teams have done this. C9 did the same thing. 100 Thieves did it, but they're a little bit more understandable because they have a lot of influencers that they put on hey, the main as, channel. As you all know. Um, but like, you just see these decisions being made. TSM hadn't posted for a long time. I'm just trying to get a little bit more, but you know, TSM had 2.4 million subs and they, they post like once every three weeks right now. And like, oh God, it was just one of those things where I went on this massive rant to Travis about um, because I think to the caller's point, modern viewers change viewers interests change the meta changes on youtube and i don't think teams have done a good job updating i think FlyQuest has and that's one of the reasons that despite not being the most popular org with the most popular players they've they're fourth or whatever um but then i also think that like there's just actual decisions that are very questionable um one of the things yeah. that i don't even think we talked about mark was that some of the teams now release like the ones that are still doing their docu series are often releasing them on Saturday, which is okay. So like so the someone chimed in that that Team Liquid posted again. I got Cloud Nine and Team Liquid confused. Cloud Nine was the one not posting on their main channel. Team Liquid is still posting on their main channel. It just gets no fucking views. Well, they also don't <laughs> post legal like they're. It's all yeah, like that's, that's what I mean. They, they pulled yeah. their League of Legends content, which is their best performing stuff, off their biggest channel. So I got it confused. Cloud9 is the one whose main channel is not posted in Munch, where their their LOL one is updated frequently and actually gets good viewership. And in Team Liquid's main channel, they pulled their LOL stuff off and they, they just post content that doesn't do very well. Um, so correction from Twitch chat, thank you very much. Point still stands exactly as is. But uh, as an aside, I I do think it's, it's strange that some of the teams are releasing content on Saturday um, because in my experience, like I... I am sometimes bad and do release content on Saturday. Like I think I posted a Who He interview on Saturday, 
this week. Um, but when I ever, anytime I ever release content on a LCS day, it just goes into the abyss. So it's like, I feel like it's strange to release squad for instance on Saturday and they used to release these things on like Thursday or Friday. And no, they, they you had like a, well, they also released it on Saturday actually back in the day because LEC played on Thursday, Friday, and there was no competition in the morning time slot because LCS was the only thing waiting to start. And so a lot of teams, because they knew fans were waiting, would drop their content at like 10 or 11 on Saturdays. And then that would channel like the waiting viewership into viewership. LEC has been fucking on Saturday mornings for years now. Why are you trying to drop content against post-match threads and like your active viewership watching something else? Like it's just baffling decisions that people don't think about. I don't feel like they used to release Squad on Saturday. I feel like they used to release it on Friday. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Whippo just I, big chilling as we're flaming we TL right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know. These things go over my head, you know? Like I'm... I'm just a player, man. I, I'm, I'm I just sorry. do the content. They post it where they want, when they want. It's not my business. Uh, the only thing I know is that I did a bunch of content um, uh, in between the splits. And, um, you know, I hope everyone enjoys that. Well said. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I think it is a fair call out. And T Legs, I appreciate that Mark fed you this so that you would come on the show and well, say it. Can I, to be honest, I've been like uh, brewing this take for like, several weeks now because I've become less engaged with like teams specifically and I've been trying to figure out why and even like Cloud9 like their YouTube content they're putting out isn't connecting me with the players like it used to do but honestly all hell broke loose today when Golden Guardians released their content video and it got released today as less than 200 views they're trying so no shame to them but it was how well do the golden guardians know these league of legends sound and the video was just like the pacing was bad licorice looked absolutely miserable to be there in that video and that's kind of where i am of like you've got to look at like what's working now like <laughs> mr beast i know you love him travis like he has popular good content like follow that model follow that algorithm well, and like Okay, but Mr. Beast does like crazy like, stuff, right? Am I crazy? Okay, I don't there. watch a lot of his stuff, but I don't think you're ever going to get a situation where it's like just the pacing these, of these, the video. These, our our LCS our our bot lane is competing against our top side for five hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Like I, but I I know what you mean about pacing. Well, I mean um, even just the the titling, right? How well do these golden? Who well? How what is the title? How well do the Golden Guardians know these League of Legends sounds, dude? That's a hell of a clickbait right there, dude. Does that if that does that not make you just want to click that video right then and there? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for answering. <laughs> no, not immediately. Yeah, yeah, and I feel I feel bad flaming specific teams because I know there are. Like yeah. people working on their content teams that are trying hard on this stuff, but I, I it is I think here here's what I will say. Even I on my own YouTube channel have had a hard time keeping up with the changes to YouTube's algorithm, to the titling, to the thumbnails. Uh, Mark and I have argued about it a bunch on like our Genshin yeah, channel. I will say, I, Travis and I have gone as hard at each other on content than we do publicly to any teams. Like, I understand that this sounds very harsh, probably, but like, 
one of the reasons I'm going to take credit for this, that Travis is ripping off pop quiz is because I was like, stop just doing generic interviews if they don't get good viewership. Like you can't just keep doing the same thing. You know, got got to mix it Be up. Clear, they're uh, not generic. The they're actually really fucking good interviews. And when people <laughs> watch them, they enjoy them. I just don't think that they work as well within like YouTube's algorithm these days. And you need like I was watching a Wired video of uh, like Wired autocomplete or whatever. And uh, MKHBD, no, MKBHD, um, Marcus Bradley, he was talking about how in the past year, like, so he's been doing YouTube stuff for like ever. And in the past year, he said they switched from being like, what is a good video to doing what is a good thumbnail and title? And then they come up with the thumbnail and title first, and then they decide how to make the video which is painful for me as a content creator. Cause I'm like, that just sounds like, like the death of content is now you're just thinking like, what is a good title and thumbnail? And then like you make the video from that. Um, but it is like fascinating to see how YouTube has changed. And yeah, I do think that like my, my content, like many of the LCS teams, I have struggled to adapt to the YouTube meta. But like the funny thing is about that is that that's like this, the tale as old as time. You know the saying, don't judge a book by a cover? It's actually fucking horseshit. And it's actually why people spend so much money researching covers. And like there's so many trends. If you look at like any contemporary, um, even even old books get new cover updates to match trends in the, in the current marketplace. And there's a huge emphasis put on opening lines in books in your first page. And how does your first page read Ash in your first chapter? Sky. And like hooking people. And that's the exact same thing in YouTube with your first 30 seconds. How does your thumbnail work? How does your title work? It's actually in just like every sort of browsing based media, you need to be thinking about these things. And I don't think people do. Hey, caller, thank you so much. Um, T legs for the call. Um, I think we've tired out Whippo with this conversation. So we need to move on to our last call. I think I think it's very interesting. I just don't have anything to add, unfortunately. Sorry, I don't like to comment. sorry. No, I don't like to comment on things I don't know about. So I can't speak, but I am listening, and I think it's an engaging topic, and it's a shame that I don't know more. It's just, um, I, I guess, uh, all I can add to the conversation is pro players are just as fucking clueless. So uh, it's not like we are giving any suggestions, and maybe that's a problem, too. Uh, we are all clueless. That's what we're getting at. Either way, thank you so much, okay. T-Legs, for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, shout out to Grubhub. Uh, since you told me about connecting it to my Prime, I have probably ordered five or six times just because of that. So shout out to that. Uh, and shout out to this show, uh, JLXP and Riff Reaction, for making my work commute livable. Uh, and my buddy Ben. Thank you. Have you watched T Lakes? Have you watched Players yet? I have been saving it. Uh, I've watched the first episode and i've well, been waiting to binge it 36 hours to finish it so that you can listen to this week's episode of rift reaction which will be with misha brooks who plays cream cheese so if you want to listen to rift reaction this week our interview with cream cheese uh and his actor will be available anyway thank you t legs for the call and we'll catch you next time um a huge fan of whippos and twitch chat has just been hard spamming a question i just i like i want to tell him to stop it but i, I feel kind of bad Dokla what's his asked, name Dokla Lowell and Twitch chat asks, what do you think of coaching an NA versus EU to the whips? Uh, and a European assistant coach. What'd you say? I have a European head coach and a European coach, in case you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
it's hard for me to really give you an answer there, no? Uh, I feel like, yeah, no, I think co coaching is pretty universal. I think coaching, it's too much individual-based. Some coaches are really hands-on with, like, for example, Young Buck was very much more hands-on with, like, his opinions of, like, yeah, you can play this, or no, you can't. Um, and, like, he just, he didn't beat around the bush with it, which I thought was good. Um, I think we're a little bit more sensitive here with, with that, but I think that's more the style, like, um, that's, like, the biggest difference I could tell. Like, Dylan, for example, when I worked with him, um, which was an NA coach, so, you know, <laughs> uh, I think coaching staff is probably, like, the most universal in the sense that EU coaches go to NA and NA coaches go to EU and back and forth and kind of whatever, but um, the biggest difference is just personalities, right? Who you're working with, the biggest difference. And here, I think it's much more of a democracy. And uh, whereas with Dylan, it was like win rates were really important. And if your champion wasn't performing well in solo queue, then you would have a really hard time convincing him that it was actually good. On the flip side, even if your champion was like a donkey champion, like Singed, it was easy to convince him if the win rates were high. So <laughs> I'm going both ways. Uh, that's why I ended up playing that. Um, but uh, I think that every coach is different, and I think it's more of a coach-to-coach -coach thing than a region-to-region -region thing, my personal opinion. I think uh, Asian coaches are probably varied, uh, but I have not had the opportunity to work with any of those. Mark, you want to go grab our last caller? Off he went. Uh, thank you to So Many Things, Shavul, uh, E-Smoothie. Oh, So Many Things for four years. Holy crap. Thank you, So Many Things. Uh, KCAL and the eternal cow for all the subs really appreciate every subs Ari's very helpful by the way i turned on memberships on youtube uh i don't know if anybody cares about it but that's like a thing if you want uh blue jay is here blue jay it's been a while since we've had you on the show what's your where are you calling from tonight calling from ontario how you guys doing doing pretty good you should watch my video about the geography because I'll like that. I like geography. Ge Ontario may or may not be one of the, the things, and it'll be fascinating for you to see people's stuff. Is your content, like, are the people that watch able to, like, uh, participate in the content, or do you, like, give away the answers too quick kind of thing? Do you know what I'm asking? Just just watch. Anyway, uh, okay. what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, Mark, I'm throwing you under the bus here. Mark made me come up with a last-second topic about TL, so I did my best. Um, it feels like the problem with TL is that there doesn't seem to be anything consistent from week to week that you could point to as being the problem with TL for why they can't go to zero. And I just have a question for Bwipo. If there's anything that you find has been consistently an issue, which is stopping you guys from being the obvious, like super team squad that you guys have on paper. Um, hard to answer that question too, honestly. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm a very opinionated person, and I know that, and some of that is not meant for the public. Don't don't get yourself in trouble on the show. We like spice. We always love throwing yeah, people yeah, under yeah. buses here. I, but you I know, want to make that clear. What uh, did I you scream about I, yesterday, Whippo, at your teammates? Just let us know, and that that that's good enough drama. Yeah, I mean, uh, we had a we had a really good team meeting. We talked about a lot of stuff. Um, you know, tried to be as honest as possible, which I think is hard, but I guess. In a way, um, assuming that's, that the person that's struggling has it covered, um, I think would be the number one issue. You know, so it's like if I'm, I was struggling in spring and people just assumed that I would pick up Slack and make it 
made things work again like I used to. You know, there was there was no real support, uh, or at least I, I didn't feel like I was supported in trying to recover that as much as I would have liked. And I think that that would be that has been recurring where if, if someone's having a rough week, a rough week, um, whichever. Um, I think that we can do a better job as a support those as players. Uh, mostly as players, staff always does does their best. Um, it's hard for me to really say what staff can do, but I feel like in between players, like I think um, week two, Hans had a pretty rough week and I could have done a much better job at supporting, you know, reassuring him that, you know, I, I've still got his back and, you know, we're going to make it work. That's a, an interesting way to put it because I there was a time when I was with, with Team Liquid where we finished first in the regular season. And so we had like the extra bye week. And during that time, there was also just a week off before the first round of playoffs. So we had... I think it was three weeks before we fucking played a stage game. And I think um, it led to some people, you know, we, we, we tried to experiment more with that extra period of time. And I think some people's performance started slipping. Um, and there was a feeling that like, okay, it's, it's week one and this player is not performing well. I'm not going to go hard on them and like try and force them to play better or like really like dig in and then there's a problem week two. And then that, like, by the end of week two, it was like, now we really have to talk about this fucking problem. And at that point, we had wasted basically two weeks of practice. And then, like, week three is now trying to salvage that. Um, so I think I can understand a little bit what you're talking about, where, like, you kind of just, like, sometimes leave people. Like, oh, they had a bad week of scrims. Do I hop in here and, like, insert myself into this? Or do I just, like, oh, I trust this guy. He'll be good again. And then <laughs> they don't bounce back or something. Yeah. I, basically that you know it's it's a question of like should i um and i think that that that's really on us as players where it's like we didn't get to know each other well enough to know whether someone appreciates that or not um if you were to ask me right now straight up like should i jump in if someone has a bad, bad week and try and cheer them up or not i actually can't give you an answer for almost any like literally any um which i think is obviously a very, really bad thing i'm not saying that you know to like as a good thing that is a bad thing and i recognize that and that's definitely on uh, moving forward um kind of on the topic of of tls it's like odd to talk about a team that's in third place is like struggling but on the topic of tls inconsistency whippo you mentioned earlier as we were joking about like the standings and all that stuff that you're like hey like what really matters is who can win in the best of five when playoffs hits and like that's how you figure out who the better team is so is that something you lean on as kind of a philosophy right now where you're like, look, we're figuring stuff out, but I'm, I'm not in panic mode because you think like, okay, it's, what really matters is playoffs and best of fives and all that stuff. Or is it a situation where like, because you guys have had these one, one weekend so frequently that you do start to be like, oh God, we've only got like two more weeks before playoffs hits. We got to figure this out. Like kind of where are you, where are you at these days? Me personally, I'm, I'm more in the, you know, we've, we've still got time. Um, I've been in worse, like I said, I've been in worse situations. <laughs> uh, and and, and with, with lineups that I would say are, um, you know, have less potential. Um, that said, like, I think it's hard for me to really pinpoint where, where everyone is at, uh, where I'm at exactly, because it's like next week will determine a lot. We're playing flying EG, you know, depending on whether we go 0-2 or 1-1 or 2-0 will make a very big difference, I think, in the response from the team, as well as me individually. So I think this week will, like, week seven will definitely determine how much 
like how much has to change has to change no like must change you know like there is no more you know dilly dallying around there is no more time to be wasted type of thing because it's you know if we, if we go to zero next week and we're still looking at top two because of standings or whatever um then i still think it's possible that then i think people will calm down a lot but i think if we go zero two or one one again i think uh stress will really start catching up with yeah so kind of make or break weekend coming up, I guess. It sounds and like I, maybe I could just ask a question because it feels like the, the community perception of Team Liquid is that they play too slow and like they get a lot of leads early on, but they don't really do enough with them. Would you agree or disagree with the community sentiment? If I, I mean, I think that's my read on what the community thinks of TL. Would you agree or disagree with that? I don't think we play too slow. I think we play poorly around neutral objectives and up losing them at least on stage we end up losing neutral objectives when we shouldn't um but i don't think that's a byproduct of playing too slow um so that's like a, the, i think in the early game we can definitely use the leads that we create in lanes more so i agree with that but i think that when it comes to neutrals uh in the mid game i think we just we end up being in unfavorable position because we are not playing well enough around the pool personal i think that's that's my opinion as well because people keep saying this like oh tl is just so passive and whatnot and i'm like you guys are like third in the league in kills and fit at and assists at 15 by like a pretty good amount you know like you're first in the league in gold difference at 15 you clearly try to find lane leads your team works well about like at least making kills happen during the first 15 minutes of the game like it's just numerically true you guys get a lot of kills and assists early on but i think people see things like in the c9 game the baron situation where you reset and C9 just kind of sneaks Baron. And I think there's an assumption that like you guys just gave it to them and like you didn't contest that. There's some dragons that sometimes don't get contested. And I think that's where the perception comes from because I definitely think there's times where Team Liquid is clearly being proactive through the first 15 minutes, but then sometimes there's objectives that they you guys don't contest. I think that's, that's often the yeah. vibe. I mean, I agree. Sometimes we're we're not contesting objectives we should be because we 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 are stronger, but we just don't recognize it in the moment or something wrong or whatever. Uh, I agree with that, but uh, I agree with the sentiment that I do believe that we are. You know, we're not a slow team. I don't think we're AFK in the early game. I don't think we're AFK in the mid game either. Like, we are playing the game. Just we can do a better job of. Um, we can do a better job of playing around neutral objectives. That's one hundred. I, think I we're mean, the yeah, worst dragon, we're the worst dragon team in the league, I believe, and that's a bad thing. You know, don't get me wrong; that's a very bad thing, uh, especially in twelve point fourteen, where dragons go buffed. And we're aware of that. This is what we're working on for the next. <laughs> I hope, I, I believe at least. You know, like no surprise to anyone. Like, yeah, dragons got pretty good, pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys also have one of the fastest game times as well. So the whole like slow team thing, I can't. I, I think it's just. Yeah objectively not crazy though right i've heard like i've heard many oh, no, people no. say tl slow okay it is the the prevailing sentiment where like you'll watch like if you go into a post game thread you'll often see pretty highly upvoted comments about like oh tl is just so slow and boring and i think it's because like when they do get leads because they often have them they don't necessarily contest things people think they should or, or whatever to, to Bwipo's point oh, yeah. so that's why it feels like they're slow even though numerically they're not also lcs contests every single objective no matter what majority of teams do this so in comparison <laughs> we are slow yeah like five gets five manas to the herald that already died you know good what play I mean? they like, contested like, yeah i mean sure should like is that better you know is it better to get the ace to the herald that lost that you already lost rather than just you know take an l uh not sure about that so 
you know, you win some, you lose some is the mindset here. And I feel like LCS is very much about you try to win everything, all in or nothing. Um, all gas, every objective, no you investigate, see what's up, try and pick a fight. Blue Jay, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, no shout out. Just a question of, do you guys know approximately when World's tickets would go on sale? Like, I'm kind of getting anxious to like plan this stuff myself. I already know like when I can go to like get a hotel and stuff like that. But I, I like when Worlds happens, I'm going to group stage. I want to buy the tickets for week two when like I know the NA teams are playing. So like, how do they do that? Is it like groups are pulled and then they like tickets go on sale does anyone know how that stuff works i assume well i don't think that they will do group poll like the thing is that people haven't really noticed is that lcs ends like two weeks or something before world starts which i actually mm -hmm. am not a big fan of like i actually think that's not great um but i just so i don't think it'll be they won't be able to pull the groups until after uh, lcs ends i imagine um yeah of course not right so i don't i don't think it'll be world's groups that they pull i think it'll just be they'll sell they'll start selling beforehand um which is like they'll guess, sell day one day two day three you mean yeah 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 they'll sell that and then ironically like you won't know when you're buying days five through eight of groups you won't actually know what group you're getting to watch that day when you buy it which is a little weird that's but that, i mean the same thing happens with with quarters and semis yeah and i was gonna say it, it does suck but it's just kind of like an unfortunate re like you can't not put the tickets up or like control for that necessarily um same way with like yeah you bought finals tickets you don't know who's going to be in finals a, a whole bunch of people ended up supporting eg when they probably showed up for team liquid like when they bought the tickets or whatever in houston you know yeah, but I mean, that's the stuff that I at least want to know, right? Because yeah. I didn't even know when they were going on sale. So if I had to buy day five, for example, at least I know like what I'm getting into. Because, I don't know, we're kind of just sitting here waiting, as you guys are already aware. You know what might so. be hilarious, though? The NA teams that are going into finals um, for for summer finals, I wouldn't be surprised if they can scrim Worlds teams. Oh, that's before summer finals. If you think about the timelines, it would not be crazy to suspect that like some of the teams, if they're trying to like, if they're nah. if they're trying to just like adjust to coming over early, no, not happening. No, no. the Asian teams come oh. as late as possible. They always. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You don't think the European teams will come over North early? America? People are going to be leaving North America to scrim for like probably a week or two because while world starts it's only the playing team so like na third seed will have to stay here probably but i wouldn't be surprised if seed one and seed two maybe even try and get a boot a quick boot camp in. I, I don't know if they will or not but it wouldn't shock me will world's teams be able to access the champions queue or is it just going to be solo queue uh we no better idea. put fucking get them in champions queue man when faker came over in 2016 was it faker in 2016 or i mean 20 2013 uh and like just tore up solo queue or whatever you know like that was the stuff Part of the problem mark is with ping like these guys are not all going to be in la right and the server's in la so the question is are mm. they moving the server so, around like, like i would be seriously surprised oh true i would be seriously surprised if they make it work for everyone if they do i think it's okay but um like also like champions queue is like with money involved and like like putting a champions queue like a money incentive during worlds for, just for solo queue performance yeah i don't think it's happening I think yeah, just, just, it's kill. just not gonna work just all yeah. right so you already have to make tournament realm like champion's queue is just on a tourney realm you don't need to do the money incentive i feel like you could definitely repurpose the bot i feel like they could they could do it if they wanted to because you're going to be bringing servers anyways to all these locations 
Mark has so much faith in his employer. Oh, well, they better just, get on that endearing stuff soon. To see. It's just I don't think it's gonna. To I don't want anyone to hear this and be like, "Oh, it's not a big issue." Like, no, there's it obviously sounds... tech tech drop, drop difficulties to make it happen. Mark Zimmerman say, says that if Riot Games doesn't make this happen, they're lazy. Okay, Blue, Blue Jay, thank you so much for the call. Uh, you used your shout out on the question and then continue. Yeah, to ask thank, questions. thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. Yeah, we'll catch you later. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay, that is the show. Mark, what do you want to shout out and plug? Nothing. Really? Shout out. Shout out Paper Girls, because there was this song I heard like two years ago that I, I kind of knew, but I didn't know the name of it, and I couldn't fucking remember the song. And then in Paper Girls, they played Danzig Mother, which is a banger song. And then I was like, oh, that guy's voice sounds familiar to that one song I was looking for years ago. And then I realized he was also the front man for Misfits, an iconic punk band. And then I found the song today. Didn't they sell was, their spot was... recently? <laughs> so fucking lame, dude. Bwipo, what would you like to shout out? Anything you want to plug? Shout out to the fans for, you know, supporting the team the best they can. I know it's a tough one. Um, I appreciate y'all. And uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of their Sunday. Oh, Monday, sorry. I always think it's Sunday. Cause it's sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like your day It's your rest. weekend, yeah. 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 Bwipo, thank you for making the time and continuing yeah, our so streak of pro players. It's been, it's always a pleasure to have you in an interview or on content or anything. So this has been really cool for me. Thank my you. shout outs are this, uh, we have dinner with, which is coming out hopefully this week with Kobe. It's going to be awesome. Uh, there are, uh, multiple interviews that I did with some of the players, actors on Rift reaction with Emily tomorrow. We're going to be talking to cream cheese, uh, cream cheese, actor, Misha Brooks. That'll come out on Wednesday. Uh, there's just a whole bunch of really cool stuff hitting, Right now, go look at the vlog that Mark edited for Star Guardian, our Star Guardian stuff, and look at Mark's editing skills, which um, are pretty decent. Uh, and his comedic timing <laughs> is mostly okay. And, I will uh, also say um, the people were talking about the music, dude. EG's booth was fucking blasting like EDM that I, we would absolutely get copyright struck for because it's just be in the background. So I had to put music on top, which sometimes was like made hearing what we were saying hard, but it was like either get DMCA'd or Put that music over the top so either way that is the show thanks whippo thanks everyone for watching we'll see you all next week